You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go Welcome back to another episode of the TSR Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Bo McCauley. I'm here with my co-host, Jacob Patterson. Uh, how you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing awesome, man. It feels weird sitting in the, uh, the interviewee spot, man. It feels, yeah. feels weird, but I like it. I like it. You're doing a great job hosting already, so I'm excited. <laughs> well, if you guys can't tell, we're changing things up today. <clears throat> we're talking about Jacob's favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. And so he wanted to be the one in the seat where we ask the questions. So we thought we'd oblige him and we'd make that happen today. <clears throat> so and what we're, what we're going to start out with today is we're going to give you all a little list of some of the COVID opt-outs. Uh, we really didn't feel like it was too necessary to do the guys who are on the reserve list because we think most of them should be coming back at some point. So we're going to do it with the guys that have opted out. And so the Ravens have an offensive tackle. Andre Smith is opted out. Wide receiver DeAnthony Thomas. Bills defensive tackle star Latulule. Panthers linebacker Jordan Mack. Bears defensive tackle Eddie Goldman. Bengals offensive tackle Isaiah Prince. Browns offensive tackle Drake Dorbeck, offensive tackle Drew Forbes. That really hurts for the Browns losing two tackles. That's a lot of depth. Uh, Cowboys defensive back Maurice Kennedy, uh, wide receiver Stephen Guidry. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to make too big of a difference. They probably need the DBs, but <clears throat> and then the Broncos Kyle Pecko, defensive tackle, uh, Lions defensive tackle John Atkins, Packers wide receiver they just signed Devin Funchess has opted out. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be too big of a loss for them, but they definitely no, it's are. not. But it's weird that these guys that are already that just signed are opting out. I wonder how teams yeah. feel about that. I well, it's definitely not going to look good, and I don't think Funches has too many prime years left. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, Texans defensive tackle Eddie Vanderdose, uh, Jags defensive tackle Al Woods, and Chiefs Super Bowl champion Chiefs offensive guard. Both these guys are on the team last year. Mm-hmm. Both pretty big losses. Uh, offensive guard uh, Laurent Dev- Duvernay Tardif. Uh, he's uh, mm-hmm. also the only MD in the NFL, and he's opted out to practice on patience. So we actually thank him for that, where no one can be mad at him for that. Yeah. He said he would rather put himself at risk um, helping people rather than playing a sport you know, and feeling like he could be spreading instead of curing, which I just respect to the utmost for that. Um, and thank you to him. And <clears throat> what do they call They call him LDT, don't they? That LDT, is. yep. Yeah, thank you, LDT. Uh, and then running back Damien Williams for your for you fantasy uh, freaks over there, that's going to be huge for the Clyde Edwards Hilaire stock. Oh, it's man. all anybody Dude, can talk about. His right stock now. is rising so fast; it's not it's, even it, funny. It's, man. It's, that is all anybody can talk about. When I mean, we I've heard crazy things like first five running backs off the board for a rookie, and that's I mean I'm not saying it won't happen or that it won't he won't make it happen when he if he gets drafted that high, but that's that's stuff you don't hear. Yeah, man, that's like a that's a huge loss. And obviously, you know, Damian Williams was one of the guys that a lot of people thought should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Obviously, yeah. I have no problem with Mahomes being, you know, the, the MVP. But I it, think I tweeted man. that night, Damian Williams for MVP. You did. I remember that. And, and another person, I don't know if you mentioned this guy, Bo. And this was we just did a fan episode, so it was kind of um, upsetting to see this happen. We couldn't talk about it. But Marquise Goodwin opted out. For the Eagles, the wide receiver that they just signed. So yeah. again, I don't know how teams feel about this stuff. I don't know how a team. Well, I don't know if Marquise gets- Goodwin has a pretty good 
uh, his wife had three miscarriages. Yeah. So they have a healthy baby right now. I'm very happy for him. And he wants to ensure the health of that child. And Which I think I obviously would more important. Obviously yeah, I think I would do this on, on his end. I would, I think I would do the same thing, but there's a lot of guys in this list that we don't really know their name, but we're saying it for the fans out there that might be listening, you know, yeah. but you know, you're wondering how those guys who are still make getting their footing in the league are, are doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, man. Obviously, this list is definitely going to grow too. It's oh, going to be it's pretty. It's it's pretty extensive now. The Patriots had uh, Marquise Lead um, opt out actually today. Yeah, and did you wait? Did you say Patrick Chung, or is he just on like the, the COVID oh, well, list because well, he was around? I'm, I'm going. I'm getting down to the Patriots in just a second. I'm going to get all their players. Okay, I'm doing. Okay. A, I'm doing team by team that I did. The teams. Some of the teams have none out. Uh, like Seahawks don't have any out. Um, the Steelers don't have anybody out. Teams like that don't have anybody out. But um, and then it's it's a you're gonna notice a trend. It's a lot of big guys. It um, is. It's so Rams offensive tackle Chandler Brewer, another big guy. Raiders Devontae Booker, running back. Patriots seven guys now are out. I think, and it's Patrick Ooh, Chung, uh, offensive guard Najee Turan, uh, running back Brandon Bolden, um, offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, running back Dan Vitelli. Uh, Vital, um, Vitali, and, and then linebacker Dante uh, Hightower, and <clears throat> Marquise League uh, drop out today. I believe he's on the the Patriots now. So it's kind of it's kind of like uh, Cam Newton's, but like the 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 Will Smith Fresh Prince meme, where he's alone in the house with no yeah, furniture yeah, going yeah. around. Yeah, it's kind it is, it of, is. That's Cam Newton right now up there. But hey, yeah. I mean, at least they got Cam Newton. At li- you know, as if the Patriots already didn't have enough stuff going on right now. Now you've got all these players opting out, and some of these guys see a lot of playing time. They oh, really do. So it's a big. Especially on the Patriots, they have at least four guys that would play a lot. Exactly, exactly. So it's a lot of guys, man, for the Patriots. And and again, man, it's going to hurt these teams a lot if a lot of big name guys, you know, start opting out and not playing, which I fully expect, you know, could happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I don't know. My biggest fear is the season getting started and yeah. then all of a sudden players catching it while they're playing. And then four weeks into the, the season, people are like, okay, should we shut it down? That's what I'm worried about. I wonder if that's going to end up happening. I hope it well, doesn't for myself and all the fans out there, but obviously that could be a possibility. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. And I just don't think they could be postponing games left and right in the NFL, the way the schedule is made up. I mean, every Sunday there's 16 games going on except for the bye week teams. Exactly. So it's just a lot going on, you know, and, um, but to finish it up, there's not many left. The Vikings, uh, big, uh, one of their bigger names when they're big guys in the middle, you know, they're known for the, you know, the Linval Joseph type bodies up front Uh, as defensive tackle. Michael Pierce is sitting out tight end and Saints tight end, Jason Vanderlaan and tight end, Wick, two tight ends out, pretty much Adam Troutman up there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Giants offensive tackle, big name Nate Solder is sitting out. That's a that's a big one. Uh, uh, Jets big one. Jets center Leo Colo Montanatangi. I don't I, I don't even know if that's right, but he's a <laughs> backup center, and that's that hurts. Eagles, Marcus Goodwin, you just said that. Um, and then Marquise Goodwin, uh, and then Titans offensive tackle Anthony McKinney and Washington football, Caleb Brantley. And I forgot, I did not put his position down, but it's not a big name. I don't know who he is. So I wouldn't stress that too much. It's only one person for them. But just want to give you all those names real quick before we jump into the Bengals stuff. And um, so anyway, we'll move on. And the first thing we want to talk about is 2019. Uh, the Bengals went 2-11 and in the first season under Zach Taylor. Uh, Jacob and me were sp- speaking last night, and like he said, the full tank was on last year. I agree with you there. The full tank was on. Um, and so the injuries were a problem straight from the get-go, I think. And 
And I wanted to ask you, they lost A.J. Green the first practice of training camp, mm-hmm. Jonah Williams in, the, in OTAs before, long before training camp with a shoulder injury. Uh, and then, then they lost Jonah Williams' backup, Corey Glenn, from a concussion in the preseason opener mm-hmm. that kept him out till November. Yeah. Which was that's pretty serious. Um, I mean, I want to ask you, do you think it would have been a tank situation if the, that stuff didn't happen out of the get-go? I think it would have been, man. I don't think – obviously, I don't think this is a team that doesn't have talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we had – we knew going in we needed a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so we knew we had to get him. We knew Andy Dalton, this was probably going to be his last year with the team. And I think we just knew that, you know, there were some good quarterbacks in this class coming out. So I, I think firmly it was – I will say this, and I think I've told you this already – I think we by week six last year, I think we were seeing what we had up until about week six. And then yeah. about week six, we just said it's full tank now. Like it's time to let Zach Taylor get the guy he wants in there. Let Zach Taylor start, you know, building this team the way he wants it. You know, yeah. there were there were a lot more valleys than mountaintops in twenty nineteen, but for the <laughs> Bengals. I'll I'll say that that firmly. And like you said, man, the whole AJ Green, you know, obviously, like you said, before the season even got started, one of the best players on the team, obviously talking about AJ Green. Got hurt, and I think that just kind of killed fans. And Bo, I remember being like, "Why?" I remember it so yeah. vividly. You know, the news came out that he had gotten hurt, and it was like one day before my birthday. It was yeah. awful, man. Terrible way to start my birthday. By the way, happy late birthday to AJ Green. His birthday was yesterday, and happy so, late birthday to you as well. You just had a birthday on the 29th. I, I appreciate that, man. I'm getting old. I'm getting yeah, old. Uh, old age of 26. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's uh, right, man. Still in my prime. I'm still in my prime. Yeah, yeah, but um, two crazy gray hairs in there, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, it, <laughs> we lost, you know, we lost our first round pick, obviously in the 2019 draft. Yeah, you know, we, well, and he and never saw honestly, And honestly, it was a it was a tough season under your first two draft picks. Tight end Drew Sample, second rounder, only had five catches and no touchdowns on. Barely the showed up on the stats. Barely, so. and he's still listed as the backup for next year. And if he shows yes. up like that again, there's no telling that they'll probably add, you know, another tight end because CJ Uzama is good. He's serviceable, but he's no star. No star. No, he's not. We, so, we, we're so going to have to be I looking mean, tied in next year. Expect you expect a bounce back from Jonah Williams and Drew Sample this year. I mean, you, you need your first two to hit. So, so Jonah Williams, I think, is going to be a hit regardless. Obviously, during the pre-draft process in 2019, people were questioning Jonah Williams just because of his arm length, right? Yeah, he had more yeah. of like a guard's arm length, mm-hmm. and obviously, that can be a problem. Obviously, if you if you have shorter arms. The lengthy edge defenders can get their hands on you before now you can get your hands on them. Now he's coming off a shoulder injury now. Exactly. I think he is. He's got to be the staple for the line. The, yeah. the best player here's the the best player on the Bengals offensive line has been Trey Hopkins, and he plays center, which a lot of people will say. Now I think it takes a lot of skill to play center, but a lot of people yeah. will say it takes the least amount to play center because you don't have as much to do with a guard you're pulling with with tackles you're having to deal with these speed rushers and power rushers you know what i mean center is obviously very important but your best offensive lineman shouldn't be the center you don't want that in my opinion i agree Uh, i agree with you completely on that tackle is probably the third most important position on your team left tackle yeah definitely man and i want to say this you we touched on andy dalton I, I, I'm going to give you some numbers here, Bo, because I think a lot of fans out there of any team, not just Bengals fans, don't really understand how good Andy Dalton was for the Bengals. So I'm going to hey, give you all yeah. some numbers here. I'm glad you are because, yeah, I'm glad you're doing it because I, I, was, I was just about to bring up how he did break Dude. the franchise record and for touchdowns this year for um, just past Ken Anderson. Yeah, like obviously I was I was happy to see us get a guy like Joe Burrow coming in, but it, that doesn't mean that I was upset with Andy Dalton. So here's some numbers, Bo. Bo, did you know that since 2011, Andy Dalton ranks top five among quarterbacks in both game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks? Would you have guessed that? 
No, I did. I would not have guessed that. Okay. He also has the best winning percentage of any Bengals quarterback with 25 or more starts. He has mm. two F- AFC North Division titles, five playoff appearances. All of them were in consecutive seasons. He has 204 touchdown passes, which is most in franchise history. He has the most completions in franchise history. He has a career. His career passer rating is 87.5, which is best in franchise history. He has 28. 300-yard passing games, which is best in franchise history, 61.7 completion percentage, second in franchise history, 24th quarter comebacks, most in franchise history, 24 game-winning drives, most in franchise history, and he has 31,594 career passing yards, which is most in the 2011 NFL draft class. Now, I'm going to say this. Dalton's play was significantly, to me, and I mean, you can go look at the numbers, was significantly worse in the playoffs. Like, like, bro, it's probably historically bad. I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's one touchdown to seven interceptions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that bad. It's Obviously, my hope is Joe Burrow can step up in those games. You know, that's yeah. what all fans want. But you know, again, if we're that's that's what I had to say about Andy Dalton. But, but you know, talking about last season again, overall, it was hard to watch a team that has a ton of talent win just two games. Yeah. And like I said, I think we entered tank mode around week six. Um, but there were positives, I think. I think, you know, one thing I'm going to say is, obviously we saw that Tyler Boyd is starting to become a premier slot receiver. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's one of the premier guys in the NFL at his position. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, he's done 1,000 yards back-to-back seasons. And I'm, I know people, just let me say it, Bo, I know people are going to dog me for this, but what? John Ross had a solid stat what? line. I'm, even I'm, though, trying, I'm getting there. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, I'm, 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 see, I'm ranting, man. I got to say this. John Ross had a solid stat line, even yeah. though he only played in eight games. He had 28 receptions, 506 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. If you add up to it for season, that's 56 receptions, 1,012 yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a few, there's are definitely things you could have taken from last season, even though they had a poor record. Your team also finished with the fifth fewest penalties with only 93 and the third fewest penalty yards against your team in the mm-hmm. league. That mm-hmm. means you were not technically beating yourself all the time. Your injuries were a huge problem. Sure, you might have been in tank mode and you might have had a lack of talent on the field at any given time. But you it, you were not out there committing tons of mistakes. Your individual fundamental coaching was working, but the guys just weren't as talented as the teams they were going up mm-hmm. against every year. There were some good teams out there last year. Joe Mixon had 1,100-yard season. Tyler Boyd had 1,000 yards. They're only the 15th time in your team history a duo has done that in a team that's been around for a very long time. John Ross, like you said, bounced back and, and only eight games hit 500 yards on 28 catches. And you need that. He's going to become your slot guy. He's going to probably be really good as long as he stays healthy. Gino and Gino and Carlos Dunlap both played well. They, Studs, man. And, and Dunlap extended his franchise sack lead over Gino. But what's so what Gino Atkins, we cannot stress enough what 75 and a half sacks for a guy who plays oh the interior God. line is insane. I just want to put that out there. That's that's great. And you end your season with a big win over over your rival in state with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so man. like so you, you leave on a positive note. You have all these guys who do rack up numbers. You, I mean, Andy Dalton does surpass some franchise greats, but I will say I would rather have had Ken Anderson in today's offenses than well, I would Ken Anderson. than to have Andy Dalton. Just saying, and probably Boomer Esiason. He's an NFL MVP. So I mean, that's just that stuff's hard to beat. But it's a different time, so their numbers are different. But Andy Dalton did have a good tenure in in Cincinnati for a little while. But I think the writing was on the wall. It was time for him to go. And, and Bo, so, I want to ask you this. I do have a question for you. Yeah. 
So I was thinking about this a whole lot this week, and I knew I was going to ask you. And I'm, I was trying to figure out the way I would ask you. I think a lot of the reason, you know, the Bengals struggle, I mean, is, is look at our division. You know, I'll get, I'll, you know, come so out right tough. now, come out right now and say, you know, I hate the Steelers, but God knows they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. They're, they're one of the most well coached teams in the NFL. You have to deal with the Steelers, who now, in my opinion, has the best defense in the NFL. You, you have the reigning NFL MVP and Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens, who was just such a well put together team, right? And then you've got the Cleveland Browns, who looked like the dream team. And they have some great talent on our team. Miles Garrett is an absolute freak. Exactly. They have OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick I mean, Chubb. Man, it goes on. Insane. Austin Hooper. The, the, the division is ridiculous. So I mean, me, Joe, Joe Schobert on their defense is really good. So good. So good, dude. He's one of the I mean, better inside linebackers. That kid, that corner, Denzel Ward is really Denzel good. Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. Yes, they're both. I mean, they have. There's the division is chocked. It, it almost looks like the Cleveland Browns. Their team looks so heavily at LSU guys, it's not even funny. If you've ever looked at the team, look at all the LSU guys they have. They you, love drafting I LSU. I think the Browns' teams. biggest the, the biggest obstacle the Browns are going to have to get over to win over the next few years. Sorry to go down a different hole than the Oh, you're Bengals, fine. But Baker Mayfield is going to hold them back more than anybody on their team, 100%. He is. And, and I think, you know, I respect what he's done this year. He's been yeah. quiet in the offseason. He hasn't been talking. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an average quarterback. Like, he can play in the league. Yeah, I'm almost getting to the point where, you know, it's going to depend a lot on this year, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, they took an average guy at number one. That's starting to be a fear I have for the Browns, 100%. For sure. I mean, I'm okay with that fear being being in the division as a fan of the Steelers and you're a fan of the Bengals. We're fine with it. (laughs) Average average is good for them. I mean, to be honest, when have they seen average quarterback play? It's normally been below, right? Since since Bernie Kosar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's exactly what it was. Uh, but I want to ask you this, Bo. Say you put the Bengals, okay? We're talking about talent on the field, right? You just listed a lot of the guys the Bengals have. Yeah. All right. Now you put these guys, let's, let's switch them. Uh, let's take the Cowboys out of the NFC East. And let's put, um, let's put the, the Bengals in the, uh, in the um, NFC East. I think they're one of the more talented. I think they may be, it may, might yeah, be the it, most talented team in that. If, if you put the Bengals, uh, if you put the Bengals in the NFC in the AFC South with the Colts, the Jags, the Titans, and the and the Texans, they could compete. Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely could, man. I think it's just it's such a power heavy division that we're in right now. It's 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 it sucks. It sucks being a Bengals fan because you know you're going to be bottom of the barrel for a while. Yeah. The Steelers are good. now. Obviously, I don't know what the Steelers are going to do post. Well, yeah, post uh, Ben, there's a problem for sure. But, but I think the Ravens are so young, man. The Cleveland Browns are so young and so talented. Obviously, we've got our franchise, hopefully our franchise guy in Joe Burrow now. But I, I don't – Bengals fans should not be – they should be temp- tempering expectations for you. Exactly, because, well you, well, you don't know what you have until he gets on the field and shows exactly. it to you. So right now, all you have is hope. And you hope – I mean, I don't see him jumping out and being an NFL MVP-type quarterback. He's just not the freak athlete like a Lamar Jackson is. You know what yeah, I mean? He right. doesn't have the baseball arm of a Pat Mahomes. And even he sat for a year year people yeah. forget pat mahomes got a year to sit on the bench he didn't get the rookie criticism he watched a professional do it in front of him for a year i mean it's gonna be baptism by fire i mean Absolutely. it really is man i mean, I mean he's the number one overall him. pick that's how for it sure. goes yeah that's i mean baker mayfield even baker mayfield got to sit six games yeah. okay i mean he's gonna be he's gonna be in a situation that a top pick probably hasn't been in exactly like him in a few years and i mean there's a, the hope of the franchise for a little while is on him Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, I, I firmly think A.J. Green took that tag because he wanted to play with Burrow. He did. He did. He's even come out and said how much of a baller he is. And he, he, what, a, what a great competitor he seems like. 
Oh, excuse me. But I think, um, you know, and obviously I was happy. A.J. Green's probably my favorite player ever. I just love A.J. Green. But obviously I want him to stay with the team. I'm hoping we can get a long-term deal done. Now, is it the smart move? I don't know. I could just be being a little bit biased. But, you know, that's something to touch well, on later. You want, you, want to keep your, you want to keep the guys that have been loyal on your team like A.J. You Green. do. You do. You, you know, want to keep mean, guys like that. Even I mean, Larry Fitzgerald hasn't been a superstar for years, but the Cardinals have kept him around. And I don't think it's mm-hmm. been dead weight. You just can't expect A.J. Green's going to have to climb down from Tier 1 pay to, like, Tier 2 pay at some point. Right now he wants to get paid like a franchise receiver, but he's going to have to at least – I mean, this franchise tag year, he's going to have to play the whole season. I mean, it's going to it's gonna yeah, kill yeah. his franchise if he, if he ends up not playing a lot this year. It will. Um, it will. But anyway, we're moving on, we need, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next topic. Uh, from twenty nine, we're now we're in twenty twenty now. We need to we need, let's talk about twenty twenty. Uh-huh. So key free agency departures and additions to the team. We're gonna start with departures from last year's team. Uh-huh. Obviously, you had Andy Dalton uh, left the team, went to Dallas, and the little the end of last season was a little suspect with Andy Dalton. They it was. they benched him. Uh, a day before the trade deadline, not giving him a chance to get out and to pursue a trade, which is a little shy, a little which shy I thought seat. was kind of a bad move by the Bengals. I, I did uh, respect uh, that. Yeah, well, and uh, I meant to talk about it on 2019 thing. I hate to jump backwards, but and the way that I don't understand why they kept AJ Green as a you had him on a roster spot all year when you could have just put him on IR. He didn't Took play up a to roster like, spot and, and yeah. never ended up really uh, coming back to play, and you could have used one more game. Guy. Exactly. Like you could have used it for a guy that could have come in and maybe uh, made a difference. There was somebody out there. That was a bad move. move. So I just I meant to bring that up before, but we got into such a, a different hole with the division and all that. Um, <clears throat> and then so uh, John right guard John Miller uh, did he start last year? I believe he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did yeah, start and a couple of games. He's gone to the Panthers. Tyler Eifert is gone to the Jags. Uh, outside linebacker Leroy Reynolds to Atlanta. Outside linebacker Nick Vigil. We talked about him. Uh, few, was it last week or the week before in the Chargers episode? Uh, a guy that I really wanted the Steelers to sign, uh, and you didn't want to let him go. Andrew Billings is now moved in the division to Cleveland. I'm so excited um, about that. He's a baller, man. For a big boy, he's a baller. Um, and cornerback Tony McRae to Detroit in safety. Clayton, you're going to have to say his last name, Fijadellum. Clayton Fijadellum. Yeah, yeah, to Miami, and so it's weird way you say it. It does not. It's not said the way you spell it at all. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I knew I was going to butcher that when I typed it out. I was like, "Oh Lord, here it comes." <laughs> um, but out of those, I mean, what do you think that was the biggest departure? Are you worried about any of the departures? I mean, or do you think that y'all did a good job addressing it? So, uh, for starters, obviously Andy Dalton. Obviously, that's our biggest loss. But we got our biggest ad at the same position, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dalton did a lot during his time with the team, and you know, even though I pulled out a lot of hair in playoff games i do respect what he did for the organization so obviously that's the biggest loss right yeah. and i think he, he went to a a good situation obviously obviously he's not going to see the playing time he wants to see because he's behind Dak prescott with the cowboys yeah. now but i yeah. think that was a great addition for the team um another big one that was huge was darquez denard that was the uh, one that worried me the most mm-hmm. when when he left because he was uh, at times william jackson struggled last year getting used round to a pick, new system it? yeah he well i believe he was a first round yeah, pick first yeah round pick. And um, he at times looked like our best corner, you know, it, you know, 
a lot of times he was our slot corner, and he he had the obvious ability to play nickel back too, um, mm-hmm. because he was so physical in run support. Um, I think obviously he tried to go to the Jags, that they they couldn't agree on a deal, and now he's ended up with the Falcons. I don't know if anyone else knows that it just happened two days ago. He just signed with the Atlanta Falcons, which is a huge get for a team that struggles with secondary issues. So uh, that's a great job done by Atlanta. Um, talking about Andrew Billings, Bo. I couldn't be more upset that he stayed in the division. Oh, uh, this yeah. guy, this guy started for us sometimes last year and saw a lot of time on the field. Um, super. I remember, I remember when we drafted him, Bo, out of Baylor. He was a steal. All these people mm-hmm. like just kept going. He kept sliding down the draft boards, and when we got him, I was like, "No way, we got this guy so <laughs> late." Um, but you know, I, I do hate that he stayed in the division. I don't want to have to play against him. Um, but, but. I'm, I'm glad he went somewhere that maybe he can see a little bit more playing time. Oh, yeah. Nick Vigil, there. Yeah, Nick Vigil, obviously, Chargers fans should be happy. They got a guy who's a baller. Um, now, I'm going to say this. I like Nick Vigil a lot, but I think he saw a lot of time on the field, not because of his talent, but more because of how weak our linebacker room was. Exactly. I, th- I, I think, you know, Nick Vigil is now a depth guy on a team that has good linebacker talent. He was a starter yeah. for us. So that kind of tells you something. Not trying to take away anything from Nick Vigil, but it's just more because we didn't have the talent or the guys in our room to make a difference. And Nick Vigil was a guy that stepped up. I think he's going to make an immediate impact um, this season with the Chargers. And then Tyler Eifert. Bro, I remember, I got to bring this up. I yeah. remember this was like, I don't even know, but this is probably six years ago, man. Yeah. I remember coming over to your house. Mm-hmm. I remember we were watching a Steelers before we had any ideas about a podcast or anything, man. This is this is when we were young guys, man. And <laughs> we were I remember, worried about where we were going to get money for the next twelve. Exactly, back. exactly, man, exactly. And I remember we ca- I came over and the Steelers game was on. And it was and I was so happy because it was that 2015 season, man. It was the season when the Bengals were going off. They were like started the season like it was, eight. It no. was eight. It was eight. No, yeah, I remember that. It was, it the was year because one, it was, the last time you won the division was like six. 16? Exactly, yeah, yeah. It was 2015. 2015. And it was three teams that started that season 8-0. It was the Patriots, the Panthers, and the the, uh, Bengals. And obviously, that was the season the Panthers ended up going to the Super Bowl, right? And I remember coming to your houseboat, and that was the year Tyler Eifert was dominating. I'm, oh, I think yeah. he led the league in touchdown he, catches. He looked, he looked like one of the, he looked like he was going to go down in the next few years and continue to be one of the best tight ends. I mean, he, he thought was, that was the next guy. That he, was he like, was a he was a picture perfect receiving tight end. He was man, big bodied guy, you know, quick feet. He, he had a little lanky, bit of agility. Yep. I mean, I loved it, man. So it, it sucks, man. It, it, I, I really hate it for the guy because he hit injuries. He, it's just broken him down, man. His game is nothing like what it used to be. He had so much potential, but again, the, the body just didn't hold up, man. I hope he's able to do something with the Jaguars. I really do hope he's able to find success. But um, and it, it does suck. I'll always remember that season, though, watching him just go off, man. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And so... Let's see. That was a, that was a fun year. I remember watching that with you, Andrew. About every week, y'all were like, "Dude, the Bengals ain't no." That, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, we were so hyped, man. We're not yeah. used to it. I know, I know. It all for a first round playoff exit. What? Oh, who, who said who said that? Who said that? Who said that? All right, we'll move on to the additions to the team for this year. Uh, defensive tackle DJ Reader from Houston. Ooh, let's go, man. Love love that. He should he should be starting out there uh, next to Geno Atkins, and that's that could be the best duo in the league. Man, in the, in the interior. Me up. Me up, I'm, I'm, I love DJ Reader. He's actually from not far from where we're at right now. He's from Greensboro, went to Grinsby yep. High School. Um, and he's actually a, quite the baseball player, too. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Yeah, he uh, played baseball with one of our friends, Christian Clifton. 
uh, and really? played traveling baseball. Yeah, he smacked the thing, and he's a pretty good pitcher, I heard. I'm pretty sure pitcher. That's pretty cool. Uh, so he has some information there for you on DJ Reader. He's quite the athlete all around. Um, and then you got Trey Waynes, cornerback from Minnesota. Should start on, on what, the left side? Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah. And then uh, Xavier Siofolo. Uh, guard from Dallas. Is that how you say it? Suafolo? Suafilo? I, I don't know how to uh, Suafilo is what I've been saying, but I could be yeah. saying it wrong. He, he should be starting for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Josh Bynes, linebacker from Baltimore. He'd be a rotational piece. Yep. Von Bell, like you, you said, you told me last night, I thought he would start, but he is probably not going to start. We're probably seeing most of like a nickel uh, position or just an extra yeah. DP on the field. For sure. Um, and you, you run a 4-2-6. Is that it? 4-2-5. 4-2-5. 4-2-5. That'd be just 12 players, 4-2-6 here, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback from Minnesota. So two cornerbacks from Minnesota. Yeah, man. So how you feeling about that? Who's your so, favorite? Okay, so it was DJ Reader, one hundred percent. We obviously made this guy. Yeah, okay, too. so I, I'm saying okay, DJ Reader was my favorite, and I'll get to who my favorite is in a minute. But obviously, let's talk on DJ Reader for a minute. We finally got a good running mate for Geno Atkins, Bo. Yeah, as oh, if, yeah. as if, you know, a consistent one every down consistent, guy. Exactly, exactly. This, you know, I like his game a lot. Uh, he had yeah. 52 tackles and two and a half sacks for the Texans in 2019. Um, we also made him the game's highest paid nose tackle, by the way, Bo. Imagine really? that, man. Imagine really? that. Is Which he, I think, is he I think a nose? he's not going to play nose with us. No. Yeah, I think okay. he's built like a nose for like sure. Like inside shade on the guard or something. Exactly. Like not, exactly. not head up on the center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm going to say it like you said, but I think we definitely have one of the best defensive tackle duels in the NFL, if not the best. I don't know who else has, you know, with a four man front, who else runs two defensive tackles that are that that talented. I, I really, I mean, I I'm trying think to think of, of who plays next to Aaron Donald because it's if they're any good, it'd be the only I'm that. To think who is because it's like Aaron Donald. We should know that man. Is it Brockers or is he an end? Brockers is an end. I'm trying to think. I can't remember who it is, but obviously, it's still telling what what that does for the guy who plays next to Donald. I mean, imagine having that luxury. Playing yeah. next to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald Gino. taking on three of the offensive linemen, it's right? Still or a luxury for Gina, you know? It is. It is, man. But my favorite, though, was Von Bell. Um, I think Bell was – he may have been the biggest pickup for us, man. I, like I said, we already have two solid guys in safety and Sean Williams and Jesse Bates. Now, I'm going to say this. Sean Williams last year had to play a lot in the box. And, again, that was because of our linebacker weakness. We just didn't have the linebacker talent to, to put on the field to um, pretty much – Okay, it wasn't worth being on the field. The, the guys we had playing were guys that would be second and third stringers on yeah. most teams, right? Do you think you think Von Bell is going to be the guy who covers most of your tight ends and stuff like that that split out wide? I think he could be. I think he could be. I think Von Bell is going to see a lot of time in the box because think about it. Sean Williams was playing out of position last year. He was playing a linebacker, run support, playing in the box. Sean Williams doesn't play like that. Sean Man. Williams is a guy that likes to be out, deflect passes, Ball hawk. That's what he likes to fly. He's been in the league field. a while too, hasn't he? He has been. Go Georgia, by the way. Yeah, but um, thirteen. But Von Bell, he's more. He's better in the box than Williams. So I definitely, and I told you this last night. Expect mm-hmm. the Bengals to run a lot of three safety looks. Expect oh, yeah. that a lot because yeah. think about it. We have three very talented safeties. You want us to get as much talent as you can on the field, man. You expect, so I, to, I you expect them to rotate the like extra safety out, and if it's not run support, like third and longs, or rotate and bring in an extra cornerback or something like that. Definitely could. Like I said, we run it four two five, right? Yeah. So we so normally I mean, have a nickel back on the field. Exactly, but that nickel can be interchangeable. So exactly, it can be, nickel back can be interchangeable. Yeah. Can be a corner, or it depends on you know how wide it sets. Kind of personnel you're expecting to see. Exactly, exactly. So I think we have a very versatile secondary, man. I think Von Bell has really helped us a lot, and that's just the guy we need to 
add. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about McKenzie Alexander, this guy showed out a lot last season. You know, we're kind of hoping he continues to do so. We paid him a lot, so he I hope be, he, he could out. be that extra cornerback. I mean, don't you he think could. it's going to be William Jackson, Trey Waynes, and then him as the three? Yeah, it probably yeah. will be. So yeah. I do think this we McKenzie Alexander is going to see a lot of time in the slot. He is yeah. going to see a lot of time in the slot. Um, you know, I think we, and here's the deal. A lot of people are saying, okay, we shouldn't have paid McKenzie Alexander that money. Okay. Well, that's great. But we still would have had to pay Darquez Denard that money. So either way, we would have had to pay somebody that money, right? Yeah. McKenzie Alexander has momentum coming into this year after a big season last year. So let's get the guy that's got some momentum, right? Let's get this yeah. guy in here paying money. You know, I, I think, I think, um, I think it was a solid ad. And then you mentioned Trey Waynes as well. You know, this is just another Vikings cornerback coming to Cincy, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, he's Vikings been solid. Really, Vikings really emptied that room. Oh, dude, you could. I could talk for a while. Overall, yeah, secondary, man. <laughs> uh, but I do think we give Trey Wayne's a little bit too much money. Uh, I think he's more of a cover corner instead of an all-around does, guy. Does that worry you that another team just says we don't want any of you guys, all three? I mean, not Rhodes and come to y'all, but so, like Wayne's and McKenzie. I mean, do you think that was just contract cap I think, casualties? Or? I think it was cap casualties, but I also think they believe in a lot of the young corners they've drafted because yeah. the Vikings have gone really heavy into cornerback drafting recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they're they're trying to get that rookie contract, man. Let's get them on these rookie deals and see what these guys can do. So I think that's more what that is. But talking about Trey Wayne's, man, I mean, he doesn't show a lot of motivation in his tackling, and he doesn't get involved in run support a lot. Um, I think he's still a solid guy to have opposite of William Jackson, but I do think we paid him a little bit too much money. And then the only other guy – okay, I want to talk about Josh Bynes real quick. Josh Bynes is – immediately stepped in as the most experienced guy in the room. Our linebacker room is so young, it's not even funny. I think that experience is going to help a lot, even though I do believe he will just be in a rotational role. I don't think he'll ever see Gosh. a start. Unless there's an injury, I don't think he will be starting. I um, didn't realize that Jacob, what Jacob's saying, they're young. The oldest player was drafted in 2017 right now. Yeah. So that, that's what he means. The, most of them aren't even through their rookie deals yet. No, it's they're not. So we need that experience coming in, right? And he was obviously on a very, a very, um, a very talented team last year, a team that was very successful, right? And yeah. obviously he saw his time on the field. So I think that's something we need. Obviously, we're we're depending on Jermaine Pratt to be our guy now. Jermaine Pratt is is the center of the uh the linebacker room now. So I don't know. I hope Jermaine Pratt can learn from Josh Bynes, you know, get some pointers from him, but I don't think Josh Bynes is going to see a lot, a whole, whole lot of time on the field. And then the guy that's another big ad, obviously the offensive line is like we said, Xavier Sua Philo. That's what I call him. I don't know if that's right. right? He's going to start right guard. Yeah. Right guard, right guard, because we got Michael Jordan playing left, um, which is hilarious to say. Um, (laughs) Sua Philo, man, I mean, he was just more of a depth guy in Dallas. But I think he's probably, like you said, going to be starting at right guard unless something crazy happens. Um, and, you know, Bo, I'll be honest with you, any upgrade at all along our offensive line is a, is a positive. Welcomed. It's, it's welcomed. welcomed. So, and then so, coming out of Dallas, you know, they're, they're well coached up. Yeah, they're well coached, man. You know, you're getting a guy that, that, that knows his stuff and he knows yeah. how to play good football. So I'm excited to get him in there and see what he can do for us, for sure. Um, I think, the, the, like I said, and if you want me to kind of do an overview, the biggest loss for us was obviously Andy Dalton or Dark was Denard. The biggest ad for us is obviously DJ Reed or Von Bell. I'll say Von Bell, though, just because it makes the, the secondary so versatile. Von, Von Bell's experience in the NFC South is going to be something they're going to need to lean on. He's seen he's seen playoff teams week in and week out. I mean, he, he's, sure I mean he's seen he sees some of the best talent in the league. So, I mean, I think the, the, my two favorite, I wrote it down, two, two favorites, Reader, if we're getting paired with Geno Atkins, it's going to be almost unstoppable. And then the 
probably that's probably the best interior duo I can think of in the league. Yeah. And then you got Von Bell bringing his experience from probably the toughest division over the last five to six years, the NFC South. Yeah, man, I- I'm excited about. It. I think I think we did a great job. I mean, think about it, but we splurged, man. That's not like the Bengals. The Bengals never spend in free agency, and I think Zach Taylor has kind of come out and said, okay, it's not the same Bengals anymore. We're spending no. money. We're, we're yeah. trying to. We're, we're going to make success. You know, we're looking mm-hmm. for it. I think that's awesome. And I, when they started spending that money, when they signed DJ Reader, I was like, no way. Like, like you know, some somebody, somebody's <laughs> sick. You know, dude, some, I, you you right. texted me. You were so excited, and oh, I, I was I was jealous of you. I, I, I was so you, happy. The good four man pass rush like the Bengals have now is with. I mean, think about it, Carlos Dunlap. Uh, DJ Reader, Geno Atkins, and Sam Hubbard. You Ooh, can you talk about a breakout can, guy this year. Let's talk about yeah, Sam Hubbard. Yeah, we will talk about Sam Hubbard. We're going to get to the, down to the depth chart in a little bit. And the but that that four man rush is going to open up so much for those DBs y'all have up there now picking balls off, creating turnovers because Joe Burrow is going to need lots of possessions this season to get lots of points up on the yes. board because he's not just going to score at will. Once teams get a few weeks of film on him, you know, I, th- I think his first few weeks could be good. And then he could hit a little wall. And once he figures out how to read what they're bringing to him, because teams are going to get once they get the tape, it's like Baker Mayfield. He broke out. People got the tape, found his weakness, and then he struggled. You know, yep. it, it's going to happen similar that for, uh, similar to that for him. But once they get that nailed down, they and he figures out how to read these defenses, the, the Bengals are going to go up from there. Hey man, injected into my veins. Man. I got I him. Trying, I'm trying. I know you thought Jacob. So guys, Jacob thought I was going to just make fun of the Bengals this whole time. Yeah, I'm actually very surprised, man. This is. This is <laughs> I rarely say good smoothly. things. I know. I know. There's good. There's really good things to touch on with the Bengals. They've always been pretty good at evaluating talent, whether it's free agency or or draft picks. So you know, it, there's definitely some good things to talk about. And speaking of draft picks, we'll move on to the next thing. Uh, it's the 2020 draft class. Obviously, the Bengals first pick the first pick of every round is what I is right. What first pick in every round and so that doesn't happen much uh round one obviously everybody knows lsu quarterback joe burrow heisman winner best player in the nation last year bar none this kid was a lock from about the second week of the season to go number one every you could just tell um and so we we all know jacob's excited about that i believe jacob ordered a jersey that thing's on back order till october isn't it yeah man i'm I'm pretty upset about it It was a little a little it was a little birthday present to myself and it is on back order till october 30th so if you're Uh, looking to get a joe burrow jersey wait till october yeah yeah, you you might well maybe order in september and it'll get there by christmas yeah (laughs) all right and then uh, round two pick 33 t higgins wide receiver probably my favorite pick uh, adding T Higgins to your already really talented wide receiver core, uh, you're getting a guy with good ball skills. He attacks the ball and you know, like he knows how to high point it really well. He's a big frame at 6'4, 215, and he's pretty quick for his size with 19 yards per catch last year for Clemson. I believe he's Clemson's all time leader in touchdowns over some pretty good names Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. More touchdowns than John all John Ross, Mark. man. Hey, John, John Ross, Ross. Clemson, man. yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, there's a lot. Uh, that he he had more production than a lot of guys. Now he had some pretty pretty darn good receivers. I mean, quarterback play over that time were Trevor Lawrence, but that doesn't matter. He still put the numbers up. Um, he's a little stiff in the body, being as big as he is, um, and he's pretty good with the routes. But I hope he can get to get that you know elite separation over the middle. Mm-hmm. He cannot he cannot just be an over the top guy. It will not work. It was a one dimensional player, um, and he's joining. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, and John Ross, and Alex Erickson, Alex Erickson can ball. He so he's, ball. Joining, he's joining a room 
with four or five NFL-capable wide receivers. It's going to be pretty impressive as long as they get a good quarterback out there, which they think they did with their number one overall pick. It's, it, there's no telling what can, what can happen in that Cincinnati receiving core. And uh, round three, number 65, Logan Wilson uh, from Wyoming. He's going to be a big piece of that, what you say is a two-man uh, rotating linebacker uh, mm-hmm. room. In that in that four two five defense, <clears throat> and then he was actually a DB out of high school and gained forty six pounds in college. Yep. He's got a good IQ. He's a run stuffer. Um, we gotta see if he can cover in the league. I want to see what downs they use him on. Whether he's a first and second down guy, but he's gonna bring that pop. He's gonna bring that smarts to your defense. And I'm not saying he won't be able to cover. And it, I think he'll cover. His coverage will probably get better in year two when he figures out what he wants to do with his body weight and size wise. Because mm-hmm. these rookies always have to. These these rookies always figure out how they want to do their diet and nutrition in this first year too. So in, in, in round four, number one oh seven, Akeem. Davis Gaithers from App State, small school guy. Uh, he's a rangy, undersized outside linebacker, I believe, that can cover tight ends. He's probably going to play the Sam for y'all, I believe. Yeah, he uh, will. Uh, he's going to be rotating in and out. I'd give him a few years to develop, but he'll probably still make some plays this year. He's a good athlete. Um, and then no, round five, number 147, Khalid Kareem uh, from Notre Dame. Is that, I believe that's where he's from. I the defensive end, man. No. Yeah, yeah. And he's probably be more of a run stuffer and, and probably uh, give Carlos Dunlap some uh, some snaps off. Is that, am I right about that? Yeah, 100%. percent be a rotational guy. He's going he's gonna to have to develop his pass moves a little bit, but, I mean, that'll come with time. And they're probably going to want him for those down and dirty downs to give Dunlap a break for the passing downs. So, so they'll probably use him to his strengths his first year and, you know, in a pretty minor rotational role being round five guy. Round six, Hakeem Ad- Adinji, uh, offensive tackle from Kansas. Adijanay. Uh-huh. This is why I need you. You've heard their names more than I have. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, back, he's going to back up Jonah Williams this year. They're going to, I'm not saying he's going to get hurt, but they're, they, he got hurt last year. So it's a good thing they brought someone to back him up. And he's one of the probably the best freak athletes um, from amongst the tackles from the, you know, in this class. Would, yeah. you, would you agree with that? I think, I think, so, so our coaching staff, this is the weird thing about Hakeem Adijanay to me, man. So our coaching staff, we're all super pumped when we got him, right? Uh, you know, the uh, offensive line coach thinks this dude could have been a second rounder. I disagree with that. I, I don't. I think he's, uh, what, you know, what we always talk about, Bo. You know, raw, raw, a raw specimen is great, right? But yeah. you, you don't want to take a guy who's just raw really early because you yeah. don't know how that's going to pan out. Normally I think that's not a lot. Great for the first few years, exactly. And I think that's a lot of what this guy. This guy, like you just said, is a freak. The dude's a, 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 a he's a freak. I mean, you can't really say it anywhere any other way. He's 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 agile. He's strong. He's lengthy. I think you know this guy's going to take some time to get some polish on yeah. his game. But I think he is a good depth guy to add. I mean, obviously, again, anything you can do for the Bengals offensive line, get it in there, right? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you you need as much talent, as many bodies as possible. So I yeah. think it was a solid pick. And to get this guy, you know, I think he could have gone maybe a little bit earlier in the draft. And, you yeah. know, to get him a little bit late and have some some better value, I mean, why not, right? If he played in the SEC as athletic as he is, he probably could have gone higher. Oh, yeah, for sure. When coming out of a school like Kansas, as good an athlete as he is, I think teams probably wondered about the pass rushers he saw, which was exactly. not that many good ones. I think he, if he got some snaps against Kenneth Murray, that'd be the best one he saw last year, I mean, in my opinion. And when round seven, number 215, um, a guy rotate in special teams uh, – Probably still a long shot to be part of the team, but even though the linebacker room is young, Marcus Bailey from Purdue. 
Yeah, um, man. And so, and so what's your favorite pick here? Um, mine's uh, Logan Wilson. I liked him. I love his style of player. I just wanted to put that out there. I love that. I love these DB conversions uh, to linebacker you while they're in college. That, man. I've I learned just, from doing a podcast with Bo. I've learned so much about him. I just love likes, dudes doesn't like. Can... You love the DB conversions, well, it's man. Just guys that guys that are discipline because it takes discipline to gain 46 functional pounds of football weight no it does it does it, do, it takes it takes and in a school like wyoming where the nfl can be so far-fetched for some guys like i mean yeah they had josh allen but before josh allen i can't think of too many yeah, wyoming yeah. greats name me the guy before josh allen that's I would what love i'm trying to be able to tweet at us and tell us who it was exactly. that's a big name guy in the nfl right now Exactly. And I mean, at the moment, I see him as like a poor man's Luke Keekley. If he can get his coverage skills down and get and just get a little faster. I mean, his processing's great. Play, play recognition is great for a third rounder, you know, but it's the it's the school questions. Who did he face? You know what I mean? That stuff yeah. is all comes all comes. I mean, it's going to be a culture shock for him at first, but I just I like the value. I think he's a good player. His tape is awesome. His yeah, tape man. is so fun to watch. And I mean, hey, I, I hope it works out just as good for us as it worked out for the Bills. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. I, I hope it works out to that extent, man. That, that's what I'm hoping for. But obviously, man, I mean, you want to go through it. Joe Burrow is obviously it, – it, it, Joe. his name is what makes this class exciting off the get-go, yeah. right? You know, record-setting season in college, walked off a champion as well. You know, I hope he has that momentum, that same momentum coming in to start the season. Um, and, you know, this guy just does everything well, Bo. He does everything at a high level. High football IQ, solid arm strength, good accuracy, uh, good timing and ball placement. Yep. Uh, he goes through his progressions really well, and you can, you can see that. He, he knows where mismatches are, and yep. he knows it before it's the snap. He knows where he's probably going with it based on the matchups. Um, and he makes a lot of changes at the line of the scrimmage, and he showed that a lot of times on film. The, the coaches were fully comfortable giving Joe Burrow control of the offense and letting him make decisions, which is something really good. That's something you want to see from a rookie quarterback coming in. You know, can you make, can you make changes on the fly based on what you see from the defense? That's mm -hmm. huge. Um, and he's a huge improviser. But I mean, as many times me and you watch games with Joe Burrow and him, him playing, we're like, how's he, how's he making this stuff happen? How's he extending the play like this and just making pinpoint passes? He, the dude's an yeah. improviser. Stays calm good, under he, pressure. He had go a good ahead. offensive line. He get he had a good offensive line, and people give him crap for that. But if you go through all the game tape, he does turn nothing nothing into something more more than he people does, think. Man. He does, and it's exciting. And you know, he doesn't really seem to get phased by big moments. He's yeah. always just cool. It, it, it's kind of amazing how how calm the guy stays in, in big games. It's really really cool, and I, I respect that a lot. I don't know how he does it. You know, I'd be I'd be all torn what, up. What would there. you say is Joe Burrow's biggest weakness? Was he as he heads in this? His, his biggest weakness. See, that's hard, man. I mean, that, that's a I good mean, question. No, no rookie is without flaw. No, he's not. I would say his biggest weakness probably. Is the fact that he doesn't ha his he has average arm strength, average arm strength. I would say is his biggest weakness. The guy's not gonna when he throws a deep ball, Bo. A lot of guys, you know, it's it's di different type of guys that throw deep balls, right? Yeah. You got guys that throw deep balls with a lot of velocity on them, right? They get to their target quickly. When Joe Burrow throws a deep ball, it hangs. Yeah. And that's an issue. When it hangs, DBs are able to position themselves, right? It becomes yeah. more of a 50-50 ball than leading your guy downfield. Yeah. So I would say that's more of the issue. Other than that, man, I mean, it, it it's hard. I, I don't know. I mean, because God knows he was so good at at, at, at um, everything, at feeling <laughs> pressure, you know, and moving around did in the he, pocket. Did he only start one year at LSU? One year. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Two years, two years. He started, two years. He started the year before as well. 
Okay. But I don't know if he played the entire season. I don't. Yeah. I, don't know I mean, do you think experience season. could be a fault? Could be one of his flaws? Do you think it just experience heading into the NFL level? So let me say this. I, this is something I want to say to everybody. And it's something that's not talked about enough. And it's something that worries me. I think a lot of people. Okay. Think about what people are saying about Dwayne Haskins, right? People yeah. are saying that Dwayne Haskins was a one year starter. Now this dude threw for like 50 touchdowns, right? To like sure. 10 interceptions. Yeah. You know, all right. Amazing, amazing quarterback. It's too easy for him. It was too easy, way too easy. But but then got coming into the pre-draft process, a lot of guys were like, okay, well, this guy's a one-year starter. Said the same thing about Mitchell Trubisky, right? Same thing yeah. about Mitchell Trubisky. It's, it's always, okay, one-year starter. That's an issue. And people worry about that. Well, why is no one worried about that with this guy? Now, I understand this guy set many more records, and this guy won the Heisman and won the national championship. That's great, but it doesn't change the fact the guy started one year. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, how much Joe Brady is an unbelievable mind. Shout out to the Carolina Panthers for getting him. Yeah. And I think he's an amazing offensive coordinator, and he's going to find a ton of success in the NFL. But how much of this was Joe Brady? How much was this Joe Brady? And how, how much of this was him having a solid offensive line and having a lot he's, of he's, great receivers? Joe Burrow's going to see a pass rush unlike he unlike he has ever seen in college this year between T.J. Watt, Miles oh. Garrett, and, and what's uh, Matthew Judon. Yeah. I mean, just between those three and one on each team alone, that doesn't count the rest of the teams. And I mean, the Bud Dupree's out there, that doesn't count all that's, you know, in the interior it, Cam it Hayward's matter. that doesn't, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's a lot. I mean, he's going to have a lot to process this year. He is. And I, and I think I'll tell you this too, Bo. I think uh, I'm, 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 you've got me stuck now thinking about the weaknesses, man. I would say just the arm <laughs> strength, man. I would, I would say, because dude, when he, he can zip a ball in there, man, he's got good velocity on short to intermediate passes, a uh, great touch on the ball, good accuracy, his accuracy and his throwing on the runs just fantastic. Yeah. I, I would say it's the arm strength, man. I would say just the fact that his, his deep balls hang a little bit and that's where I can see turnovers becoming an issue. Um, if DBs are able to get up under it and contest for the ball, but, um, I, I don't, man. I think we need to temper expectations. We're talking about the one-year starter yeah, thing, man. Absolutely. Temper, fans think this guy's going to come he in. Has, I, he has some of the – he has like LeBron James expectations. Oh, he right does, now. man. It, it's just like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think he has the potential to be whatever he wants him to be, and that's the savior. But what I'm saying is give him time. Let him make rookie mistakes because it's going to yeah. happen. Even I, Pat Mahomes I, got a year off. That's what I'm saying, you man. Know, like, I'm saying. Even Pat Mahomes got a year, people. I mean, that's what – if any other Bengals fans are listening, when they listen to this, like, you just do not hate Joe, Joe Burrow after one yeah, year. Don't, find, don't hate on the guy. Find the good plays to build on. Joe Burrow's going to have to have amnesia. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to need – and I'm going to tell you something. A lot of the great athletes in the world – I'm not just talking about football. I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about yeah. soccer. I'm talking about anything. The best players, man, are the guys that can go out there and make a horrible mistake mm -hmm. and then come back out the next play and not even think about it. Exactly. That, Learn from it, players. but not not Learn from think it, but about don't, it. Don't, it don't won't, dwell it will on not it. falter their confidence. It will not make them lose. Like exactly. like what's his um Jameis Winston I mean, he threw thirty picks, but let me tell you something. He is not scared to throw number thirty one at no, all. He's not. Now, now I will say at that point Tom Brady you, can throw sixteen. He's not afraid to throw number seventeen. No, he's still not. gonna put that ball in there. You've got to yeah. be willing to make mistakes that you're going to learn and you're going to get better from that. So I'm fully prepared with every interception that Joe Burrow throws. I'm sure he'll make me smile another time. All right. So like I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think Joe Burrow's going to be a great quarterback. Uh, but then talking about a guy you're really high on T Higgins, you know, huge addition to big body wide receiver, huge catch rate. I was hoping he'd be around for Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. I know you wanted him, which, which made it even sweeter that we got him. Uh, man. Uh, uh, his good hands. <laughs> he has the size to box out smaller DBs, uh, shows the ability to make different catches um 
And I'm going to say this too. He's used to seeing the best corner constantly since he was Trevor Lawrence's favorite target in college, right? He's used oh, yeah. to the hardest matchup. And he's still, he's still doing a great job. I wouldn't say he played SEC cornerbacks every, day, every week, but no, he's, still, he's still got double coverage all the time. Yeah, and I'm going to say this, bro. You talked about his route running. I think he could use some more polish on his route running, um, but I think he has a perfect mentor in A.J. Green, and apparently coaches are really excited about A.J. Green mentoring them. They play a lot of really similar games, so I can't wait for that. I don't, I don't like you said, his route running. I don't think he's going to be able to get the Keenan Allen-type separation no, from no, his and, route But a few three. people can, man. Keenan Allen is an unbelievable route runner. Well, it it was know? more of an example, meaning, like, create that. I mean, even Deontay Johnson creates great separation. You know, there's a separation, yards per separation, like, on, like, per route run or whatever like he he's gonna struggle in that if unless they're going straight over the top to him out the gate yeah and i mean i'm gonna tell you this i, I see him getting looks this season obviously he he's a second yeah. rounder he's too talented not to get looks I think he's he gonna be the fourth the option for looks. okay so i think he's gonna be the fourth option i put him ahead of tate uh, i think he's gonna be the fourth option at wide receiver but i'm gonna say this depending on how ross plays he could become the third yeah John Ross he, has a lot of pressure on him, in my opinion. He has a lot of pressure, man. I mean, obviously, we declined his fifth-year option. So, yeah. it, this is a make-or-break year for John Ross. Uh, moving on, man. Logan Wilson, obviously a huge pickup since he's a linebacker. Dude was a stud at Wyoming. Dude, his football IQ is Ooh. absolutely through the roof. Play and recognition for a guy, kid at oh, Wyoming is insane. Dude, his ability to read and react quickly. Oh. The dude's a tackling machine. I, I, I I think he's going to see a lot of time. Logan Wilson is going to be on the field a lot this year, but he's not my favorite linebacker, Ed. Akeem Davis Gaither is. Um, and I, other than the Burrow pick, he was probably my favorite pick. Um, I, I really like this guy's game. I think eventually he's going to become an X factor in the second level for us. Um, he is undersized, which obviously is can like be 210, an issue. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's an undersized he re- guy, he man. He reminds me of um, that, what's the linebacker, um, Patrick Queen. That's his mm-hmm. size, Patrick Queen mm-hmm. from LSU. Just the way he's built. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, and his game's a lot similar, right? He's yeah. undersized, but he's super athletic and has great agility. Yeah, so, great so that it, just like Patrick Queen, he has that sideline to sideline ability. Um, I do think he needs to improve in pass coverage a little bit. You know, if he can do that, I think he has a lot of potential. Well, they got to stick him on those tight ends out of the gate. Just <laughs> they do. He's, he's got the size, and he's not going to get outran by him. Um, and he's going to be able to keep up with him step for step. I mean, you throw him on slot receivers, or and you get you know catch him slipping. There's going to be problems. Yeah, man. And I think you know Khalid Kareem. He's he's going to be in a little bit of a rotational role. I don't know how much time he sees. We have good ends, obviously. Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard, and Drew Brown. <clears throat> Has a backup guy, Carl Lawson, as well, which Carl Lawson plays more of a linebacker, but I'm going to throw him in there, too. I don't know how much time he's going to get on the field, but I, I do think it's good depth, a good depth add. And then, obviously, Marcus Bailey, man. Marcus Bailey is a seventh-rounder, and like you said, you know, he it's a questionable, does he does he actually make the team? But I'm going to say, yeah, he does, because just because of how weak our linebacker room is. He's I still going to have, have to come and sh- put it out there first. Hey, for sure, for sure he is. And undrafted. Could take his spot at any any day. But Marcus Bailey, man, he had an injury in college, and um, you know I think he's kind of coming back from that injury a little bit. But dude, he was an animal in college. He was so good, man. He had unbelievable ability to read, react. Uh, as I think well. he's. I think he had um, two. It's you say injuries. He had two ACL tears in four years um, yeah. at, at Purdue, and so that's that's one of his biggest issues right there. Yeah. So he he's got to come back, show the the the, the knee can um, be um, dependable. I'm going to say dependable. I think that he has the talent overall to make the team. Uh, definitely a special teams guy. I think he's going to be on special teams. I don't think any of these guys end up on the practice squad. How about that? 
Okay. Or if they, if they, I guess if anybody does, good. it's Marcus Bailey. <laughs> I would say, yeah. If anyone yeah. does, it's Marcus yeah, Bailey. The rest of them, th- you need. I do think that he makes the team, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna, before you even say, it, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my grade. It's an A for us, and it's just for pretty much because I think we went heavy in linebacker, which was a huge need. We got a top-tier wide receiver and got what looks to be our franchise quarterback finally. I think it was a big win. That was our three biggest needs, right? Mm-hmm. That was our three biggest needs, and I think we got all of them, man. We, we drafted three linebackers, got a second-round wide receiver, and got the quarterback of the future. I mean, what else What else can you ask for coming from a draft class? I agree. No, I mean, I would have given it like an A minus. I mean, just because just, just you got to see how some of these dudes pan out, you know, yeah, like you said, you're getting a pure, a pure, purely raw athletic offensive tackle in Kansas. Who's going to have to do a lot of polishing on the rest of his game. You're getting a semi one dimensional defensive end um, out of Khalid Kareem. He's a big boy. He's going to make some plays, but don't expect him to rack up the sack total for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, I mean, there is, you, you got depth is what, and you needed depth after the third round, you got good depth. You know, I think Logan Wilson's going to play a ton. I wouldn't exactly say the amount he's going to play. I wouldn't say his depth, and he could work his way into playing a lot. You know, yep. he's not. A, he doesn't exactly have you know Ray Lewis in front of him to to beat out for a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he if he comes out and shows that he's a superior guy, he could play a lot. So after round three, you got depth pieces. You know, and and I I just I question your tight end room a lot, but I know that last year y'all put a second round pick into it, so you couldn't turn around this year and take another tight end. Yeah, you could, but we're, we're probably going to go tight end next year. I would imagine. I, I would imagine absolutely you would. And the question is, is just how high do you go on it? You know what exactly. I mean? You know, so I say, I mean, a minus, I mean, and, and it's all the, all the top end for me is all, all you needed. I love Burrow Higgins and Wilson. I think there are three guys that are going to play a lot for y'all in years to come. And I think Burrow is probably a franchise quarterback the next decade plus. And T we can Higgins, only hope, right? I mean, that's yeah, why you, you take can only hope. That high. Yeah. You can only hope. And if T Higgins is catching 800,000 yard seasons, he's probably going to be right there alongside him with, with yeah. AJ green phasing out, you know? Could be the new connection, man. Just like Dalton and Green, be. it could I be mean, Burrow it, and Higgins. Clear, it's clear Tyler Boyd is is someone you need to hang on to. But if you know, you can't. He's, I hope he doesn't come asking for you know crazy money. I, yeah. I hope that does, for, for y'all's sake. Well, we we extended him and we paid him. We paid him. A, uh, I think it was last year we extended him, and it's I think it was a three year deal. And it was actually a pretty team friendly deal, which yeah. I was happy about. Tyler Boyd said he just with, wanted to see success from the team. So you got rid of Andy Dalton's contract. That was yeah. big. You saved nineteen million dollars on Andy Milton with uh, cutting Andy Dalton. I love it, though. It's, it's a lot of money to save. But, yeah, so it was a good draft class. Excited to see him play. But, you know, and the ultimate goal is him to add on to this depth chart y'all got that's, that looks pretty good on paper. Yeah, um, we're going to move on to that now. We'll start with the offense, and I'll just read them down the list. You can tell me um, if anything's wrong, if you want to change anything, how you think things are going to go, all that. Um, so at starting, you know, wide receiver one, A.J. Green. Uh, wide receiver two is Tyler Boyd. Uh, slot receiver is probably going to be right now John Ross, and then after that T Higgins, uh, and then Auden Tate, your your wide receivers. Uh, starting left tackle Jonah Williams, starting left guard Michael Jordan, uh, starting center Trey Hopkins. You said it's probably the best on the offensive line yeah. out of all of them. Most consistent. Uh, the most consistent, yep. And right guard Suafilo uh, or Xavier Suafilo uh, from just came over from Dallas, starting a right guard, right tackle Bobby Hart, uh, tight end CJ Uzama, uh, backed up by last year's second round pick uh, Drew Sample. You, you know, probably see a healthy dose of both of them. He will year. definitely. 
Um, and then quarterback, obviously, number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. And then running back, Joe Mixon, coming off another 1,000-yard season. And Gio Bernard, who will also play a lot. I've just got to put his name out there because you see him pretty consistently throughout the season. So, um, so the first thing I want to say with all this is the offense and bringing Joe Burrow into it, right? So when you mm-hmm. look at – let's look at Kyler Murray. All right, let's take a step back and look at Kyler Murray when he entered the Arizona Cardinals offense, right? So you okay. had David Johnson, right? But he wasn't the same David Johnson. So I, I'm okay. going to say that's a good running back. Um, but he wasn't a guy that was that was just going off. I remember when David Johnson, I can't remember what he was like. Tw- it the was 20- better when they got. Was it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, he came into that offense. He had an old Larry Fitzgerald, which all respect to Larry Fitzgerald. I love his game. He had Christian Kirk, who was a solid, you know, a solid slot receiver. And that was about yeah. it. And that was a, and a terrible offensive line. Old I Larry think, Fitzgerald. Yeah, old Larry Fitzgerald. And, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, man, ha- is coming into an offense that a lot of rookies aren't as lucky to come into. And I'm not yeah. just saying that from a Bengals standpoint, man. You've got one of the one of the best running backs in the AFC. I think he's the second best behind Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is a great pass catching, great blocking, great rushing. I mean, he he does everything well. Um, Giovanni Bernard, it's just a pass catching specialist. We all know how good he is. Bo, you yeah. definitely know coming out of UNC. Love him, yeah. Um, Travion Williams as well. I want to throw his name out there. I think Travion Williams sees a solid amount of touches this year running back from Texas A&M. I loved him coming out in the draft. I'm glad we got him. So, I, you know, there's just three great running backs that are, you know, what helps a rookie rookie quarterback, Bo? Having a guy they can throw, they can check the ball down to, right? Having yep. a good running back always helps rookie quarterbacks. Absolutely. For us to have three good ones, I'm happy with it, man. And then uh, – yeah. Name me the last rookie quarterback, Bo, that had a receiving core that had guys like A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and T. Higgins in it. I mean, and, Auden, and Auden Tate's played and well. And Auden Tate. Auden Tate yeah. played so well in A.J. Green's yeah. yeah, I know. I can't think of uh, – what's his name? Baker Mayfield didn't enter with this many good receivers. I mean, Kyler Murray didn't enter this many good receivers. So I, I mean, think the, the, the Burrow has the chance, man, to come out. there. I don't think he's going to come out and go off. I, don't I think, think your offensive line is going to hold back your that, offense. That's what it's going to be, man. It all depends on the offensive line. Can they keep Joe Burrow upright and you know keep him healthy? That they that's, can be that's like a B. Thing. If they can just be like a B minus or B grade offensive line, they don't even have to be elite. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, 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 then they could be okay. So I'm going to say this, and you you were talking about slot receiver. So a lot of people, I see a lot of people say that the slot receiver is going to be John Ross. I don't I don't understand that. I think A.J. Green and John Ross will be the guys on the outside, and Tyler Boyd will be in the slot. I don't – I think John Ross is an outside guy, and he's going to use that speed, right? Tyler Boyd is most efficient in the slot. Yeah, so, we get – that's what it says. Well, on – um, we get our I – mean, me and Jacob usually get our, our death charts from ourlads.com. Yeah, ourlads.com. They, 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 they do a great job. They do a great job. And – um, but they do, they have it as left wide receiver A.J. Green, right T. Higgins, and then slot Tyler Boyd, and then Auden Tate and John Ross filling in after that. No, see, I think Ross will start the year, and I think if he's going to give it up, it'll be like week five. Yeah, I switched I th- it around due to talking to you. Yeah, I think it's I think it's AJ Green and John Ross on the outside, and Tyler Boyd on the inside. That's what I think is going to happen. Take that outside spot in training camp. For I John think Ross. He, he probably could, but I think they're going to start with John Ross. I think they'll start John Ross. I think one hundred percent he may win it in uh, in camp, but I think they're still going to start John Ross to see what he's got. I think they're still going to give him his last chance, right? And I think by the end of the year, I mean, you just want that size out there on the outside, man. I mean, how are you going to guard T. Higgins and A.J. Green, right? They're, they're basically the same player. A.J. Green's just a little bit better, right? Well, so he I, wouldn't really 
you know, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was about to ask you about the tight end spot. Um, I mean, do you expect them to be a contributing part of your receiving core this year? Or, you know, so expect them to support? Expect Uzama to get probably like yeah, four or five touchdowns. And here's my problem. When we took Drew Sample, man, I, I like Drew Sample's game, but it does, it's not a game you take in the second round. Drew Sample is a, a lot more of a blocking tight end yeah. than a receiver one. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Sample can help a lot when we're running. But he's not a guy that that makes a catch and does something after it and stuff like that. He's not a playmaker in receiving mm-hmm. the football, and he, you just you saw that on film. So it, that's why it really upset me when we took him in the second round. You can get a blocking tight end in the fifth. So it, I, I don't know how much Drew Sample's going to play a lot just because of his draft status. Put it to you that way, Bo. He's going to be out there a lot because of his draft status, not because we need him out there. Because you got to see I'm what just, you got in the second round. Got to. You have to. And I mean, the fans are going to be like, "All right, so either you really screwed up, or you got to show us something." Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, you know, obviously that's what happens with tight end. Uzama's definitely the starter. He's just more athletic and can do more after the catch. But, you know, and then the offensive line, man, a lot of this a lot of this counts on General Williams, man, being healthy in the left, left tackle. I mean, really. It, it, it really does start with them. It it's, does. It's Michael, Jordan, just, Michael Jordan showed good flashes last year, which is why he's now won the left guard starting spot. He just Trey doesn't, take, he doesn't well. take on bigger, more dominant guys very well over the course of a he game. Doesn't. Like, he doesn't. He, he does not handle an elite bull rush very well. He gets – I mean, but he, – he's better out run blocking in space than sitting on his heels waiting for a rush. And, and the, and the con- most controversial, you know, extension that we, that the Bengals fans, and they know what this is, is Bobby Hart on the right side, man. Bobby yeah. Hart's a, an average right tackle, if you want me to be completely honest, but they paid him like a, like a well above average. And yeah. it's, it's weird. You, know, you don't man. have they, much they, depth at right tackle either. I feel no, like you've been, you've been bringing in mostly guys to back up Jonah. You know, I mean, you even signed a guy off Pittsburgh's uh, practice squad, Fred Johnson, one of our camp. By the way, Fred Johnson, remember that name. Remember that name. Fred Johnson is a diamond in the rough. Remember that name, man. I I wrote about him about a month ago. I wrote super strong. Super strong. Oh, dude, he 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 has potential, a lot of potential, and I I think think he he could could grow into something. He could pop over to right and probably he could. He definitely could. He definitely could, man. But um, and then obviously, you know, I, I just think offense as a, as a whole, I'm I'm confident, but mm-hmm. you can only have so much confidence when you have a rookie quarterback. You know, I agree. I, I mean, like you said, temper your expectations with this offense. There's a lot of potential, but don't don't come out thinking that they're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and it all hinders on the offensive line, and I and you know they've never uh, proved me to be smart by betting on them. So yeah. I'm not going to start now. Well, this offensive line has a pretty good set of defensive linemen to go up against, and we're gonna we're gonna shift our our talk over to the defense for now, and we're gonna talk about some of these guys they got. The the front four are really talented. Uh, the starting left defensive end is Carlos Dunlap, franchise leader in sacks all time with 86. Uh, it listed at nose tackle, probably won't see a true nose very much. Uh, DJ Reader, and then right defensive tackle, second all time in franchise sacks at 75 which might be more impressive than Dunlap's playing at the interior, honestly. Um, and then right defensive end, Sam Hubbard, who Jacob says is going to have a breakout year this year, and I'm I'm starting Wait to agree with him. He's, yeah, he's really good. So um, good, man. Yeah, I, 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 I got to say this real quick. I got to say this. I remember when he was coming out, It was he was in the same draft class as Harold Landry, Sam Hubbard was. And I remember all of these people were talking about Harold Landry coming out of Boston College. And I was like, I don't know, dude. This dude from Ohio State playing opposite of uh, Bosa. Sam Hubbard, this guy, this guy's really good, man. Like this guy's really good, and um, 
I remember I, I, in my rankings, I had Sam Hubbard above Harold Landry, and a lot of people yeah. gave me a lot of shit for it, right? And I think it's now showed out that, that, you know, that was right. Hubbard is the guy. And I think I fully expect a breakout season from him this year, man. I really do. Yeah. And, and you should see you should see rotational uh, effort from Andrew Brown and Carl Lawson, right? Yeah. On that defensive line. Some guys, yeah. some, and then and then Khalid Kareem on the outside as well. He'll probably see him rotate in and out. Um, and then the linebackers, the Jacob said they run a four, two, five, four, two, five. It means they got two linebackers over the middle. Uh, Jordan Evans will play the same linebacker and mm-hmm. then they run like a, a middle linebacker with him. And it'll probably be Jermaine Pratt rotated in and out with Logan Wilson. And then Josh Bynes, a signee from Baltimore, um, mixed in with a little bit of Akeem Davis-Gathier. I'm really, and Marcus Bailey, seventh-round pick, really excited to see how this playing time shapes out because I think you got a lot of guys that are pretty much on equal playing field talent-wise. So so and, the, the playing time is going to be Jermaine Pratt's going to see the majority of it, and obviously he's playing Mike, right? Yeah. He's definitely going to see the majority of the playing time. Jordan Evans, man, uh, it's uh, – I don't really know. Jordan Evans is going to see playing time. He's the starter right now, but I think his snaps are going to come down quite a bit once these guys start. Do you think Logan Wilson could get over into that spot, or was he not? Maybe, but I think I think he's more of the Mike man. I think he's more of the the leader of like he's more of the middle guy, right? He's more the guy that that reads, reacts quickly, gets out on the sideline. I think that's that's the guy you want the Mike position. Mm-hmm. I think like me, like you said, but I think Akeem Davis Gates here is a guy that's going to see a, some looks at Sam. And uh, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be it, interesting. It, it, to it'd this probably be out. a lot for for uh, Akeem Davis Gaithier to to jump in from Madison. It would be. It would be. So Jordan Evans is going to pipe play the majority of it, but I do see him losing some snaps to some of these guys. Man, they're going to try out a whole lot. As oh, weak yeah. as our, our linebacker room has been, and they've got all these new new toys in there now, they're going to try a lot of stuff. You're going to see all be, different kinds of it's looks. It's going to be a big old rotation. Yeah, and, and you know we rotation. We run a four-two-five, but you know, don't be surprised if you see a, a four-three out there. Don't be surprised if you see that. We may run some three linebacker looks. You know, we'll, you, I won't be surprised. We're going to try to get all these guys on the field. Yes, I mean, there's going to be obvious rundowns. So they're going to roll out more big size so for for sure. You'll definitely see guys out there, um, and then so. The DBs, uh, we got left cornerback. Well, this is how they have it listed. Me and Jacob feel differently, so we'll get to that in just a second. Left cornerback, Mackenzie Alexander, signing from Minnesota. Strong safety, Sean Williams. Uh, oldest tenure, probably the oldest tenured player on your defense, uh, other than Carlos Dunlap and, I think, Geno Atkins. Yep. Um, and then Jesse Bates is definitely the oldest in your secondary. Um, Jesse Bates at free safety and William Jackson at right cornerback and nickelback Trey Waynes. Now, me and Jacob believe that it's going to be left cornerback starting Trey Waynes and William Jackson on the right and Mackenzie Alexander filling in that slot position, kind of probably going to have to rotate in and out snaps with Von Bell, you'll see a mixture of those exactly what they see on what they want to do. So first things first, William Jackson is C B one. Like William Jackson has proved that he is a great cover corner. Um and he's sticky in coverage. So he's all cornerback one one hundred percent. I think you know them having Trey Waynes listed in nickelback, I just don't see it, man. I don't see Trey Waynes being physical enough in the run. I don't see him being motivated enough in tackling. I don't see that. I just don't see it in this game. I, feel like I don't the see nickelback gets called on the blitz too, pretty good. Like pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, <laughs> obviously, see. the nickelback is pretty much what they call in college the star. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you want a guy who's kind of a stockier guy. 
um, and it's more physical in there. And that's Mackenzie Alexander to me. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I don't know how the coaches are going to draw this up, but I, if it was me, I'm having Mackenzie Alexander and Nickelback and Trey Wayne's playing corner um, pretty much 100% of the time. Obviously, Mackenzie Alexander is also going to see a lot looks at the slot position. But then, I mean, you just again talking about safeties. And also, you're saying Mackenzie Alexander and Von Bell will switch out for nickel. I agree with that as well. But um, I think you know the safeties, man. I'm just I'm I'm very confident in our safety. Sean Williams is is a has been a great safety for us. Uh, Jesse Bates is an up and coming guy, a lot of potential. He he's an animal, man. I loved uh, him. I loved him coming out of Wake Forest. I just didn't see him exploding like he has. Jesse Bates has become a very very good player on our defense. Mm-hmm. I think he has his ceiling is through the roof, man. I think he he has a lot of possibilities for what he can become. Um, and then Von Bell, man. I mean, like I said, like you said. He's seen a ton of talent, one of the hardest divisions yeah. uh, in the NFL. Great, and I great think, receivers in that division. Yeah, great receivers, man. He, he's covered Thomas some of the there. best. Mike Evans, I mean, he plays them t- played them twice a year for how long? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's four big, or five years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, Chris so Godwin. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited Ted to bring Ginn. that guy in, the experience. I think that's going to be a whole lot, uh, a huge addition for us. And I think that. We definitely have the ability to run a lot of three safety looks, and I fully expect that. And, you know, going from a standpoint of how confident do I feel in the defense, I think it's uh, it's hard, man. You know, we, we were pretty much the worst defense in the NFL last year. Now, I think yeah. a lot of that was a new scheme and everything like that, but, I mean. Well, no, it, you, were in lack, you were lacking some talent in the linebacking core, like you said, and, and I think your DB room looks a lot better this year than it is. The DB room does look a lot better, and it should be, because I'm pretty sure we were 30th in pass defense. So, yeah, so I'm go. interested to see how, how far we can rise from that. I'm not saying this is going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL, but I think it's going to be one of the most improved. I do believe that. For sure. I think, obviously, if, if Joe Burrow can can do some stuff with the offense, it'll keep the defense off the field. Last year, we, the defense was on the field all the time. All the it's, time. It's pretty clear that the defense is going to move as the front four move. If the front yeah. four are healthy and playing the top football, the defense will likely play better due to that. And, and likely be – they could finish in the top 16, 17 defenses for sure. But, I mean, like you said, I, it'll there won't be many – playmakers in between the front four and the DBs to, to catch up and make plays in the run game, get those tackles for loss on stretch plays. You know, they're going to be dependent on undersized, like you said, nickelbacks to come down and, and get a lot of work in. And just hopefully that doesn't lead to lots of missed tackles. Yeah, exactly, man. I and couldn't so, agree more. Yeah, so the the defense, the defense is looking improved. Offense looks look good, looks really good on paper. So there's a lot to look forward to in Cincinnati. And uh, it was fun talking about the depth chart, man. There's a lot of pieces down there in Cincinnati. I think a lot of people are sleeping on. And so, I agree, man. Everyone's yeah. sleeping on us, man. Hey, sometimes well, it is for the right reason, though. But hopefully well, I mean, we can when you that. when you get, when you get two and eleven, and you know. It, People are going to sleep on you. They're not going to pay attention. I mean, the stadiums were half empty last year. I mean, there's probably even regular fans who haven't even bounced back from that hangover. But I mean, but after a few wins, if there is a few wins, they will bounce back from it. The stadium, be, stadium would be full again, and people will be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals playing in a premier division for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we, come on, man. We brought the kid from Ohio, Joe Burrow, back home. So yeah, let's see what he can yes. do. Yes, yes, and like, and not to mention, like you said, you got an emerging star on defense in Sam Hubbard from Ohio too. So you got just yep. a couple of Ohio phenoms out there, and I, you know, I love that name. We love the so, homegrown guys, man. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. I've, every team should. You get you get more pre-draft visits and stuff with people who go to college closer to you. So fun fact about the draft process: if you're within a certain amount of time from an organization, you get more visits and you get you can work out. I think however many times yep. they want you to. There's no restrictions. Um, so anyway, we'll move on from there. The depth chart was fun, but let's let's get to this record prediction, Jacob. Oh, I'm ready. For um, it. This is this is something that I think I might be more anticipating this than any part because uh, I want to see what your you said you wouldn't tell me earlier when we were talking on the phone i want to see what you think about your team obviously i have my doubts but that is because your schedule is hard there is a rookie qb um i give give you a lot of crap about injuries but the Bengals have had an unfortunate history with injuries and just all all messing around aside it happens and it just has it just so happens that it happens to the Bengals more frequently than other teams the chargers have the same problem it's like it's every year eagles too uh, yeah, I mean it's it's every year the injury bug it just it it kills them, you know. So, but my record prediction I'll run through it quickly and get to what you want. My my record prediction is four and twelve, and it'll yep. and, I, and I think it'll look it'll look ugly, but like numbers wise, wins loss wise, but I think you're going to see a lot of fun games played. And you see a lot of close games played. I think they're just going to be like you said. There's so much inexperience in different parts of the team. A new quarterback. I think your oldest, you're the oldest guy in your secondary room was like 2017 mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, a lot of youth there. Um, the wins I have you getting. We actually last night I had a debate about the Chargers win, but I about the Chargers in the first game. But I have them losing to the Chargers out of the gate. Um, Chargers defense might be just a lot for Joe Burrow week one. They're going to be pretty good. Uh, losing to Cleveland, losing to Philly, win against Jacksonville, uh, lose to Baltimore, lose to Indy, win against Cleveland at home in Cincinnati, uh, lost to Tennessee. I mean, it's it's brutal games going in there. Uh, Cleveland, Philly, Baltimore, uh, Indianapolis, and then. Cleveland again, and then you got Tennessee. It's a rough game. They were just in the AFC Championship by week, week nine at Pittsburgh. I had Pittsburgh winning, of course. Uh, at Washington, uh, you're, I think you're going to win that game. At Giants, you're going to win that game, in my opinion. Um, and then at Miami, Jacob thinks that they're going to win that game, but I have as a loss right now. And then lost to Pittsburgh in week 15 at home in Cincinnati. Uh, lost to Houston uh, at Houston week uh, 16 and week 17 lost to Baltimore. And it's just, I mean, dude, it's just some tough games. It you is. Know, I think, it is. I, I'd honestly think we don't have an easy schedule by any ending the se- 14 to 17 Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Baltimore is just not conducive to a playoff season. I think I mean, you have some teams that have been building and have experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I want to hear yours. I, I, I don't, you know, I want to. I can't imagine you have over eight wins, but I, I'd like to hear your prediction. So it's probably going to surprise you, man. I don't have over eight wins. Um, I'm saying it's either three and thirteen or four and twelve. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to get uh, clicks, man. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to tell it how I think it's going to be. I, I think, expected six wins. No, no. I think. I think we have a rookie quarterback coming in. I think we have a lot of talent that we can throw on the field, but I think it's just going to take time with the offense with Joe Burrow, um, even. We have a ton of ton of pieces and weapons. We're in a terrible, terribly tough division, man. Our, our schedule isn't isn't easy by any means. And I think you know this team's still got some some room to grow, man. I think Zach Taylor's still just in what a second year coaching. Yeah. So I think I think there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces that need to get settled. And I don't think I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I don't. And as a fan, and I'm trying to be honest. Uh, obviously, I want to see success from the team, but I'm not one that's going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that. I, 
I actually expect it to happen this coming season. Um, and the only reason it's three and thirteen or four and twelve is I couldn't decide on the Chargers game at the beginning. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've looked at it more closely. I do think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be life flashing before Burrow's eyes, man, when he gets out there with me, old man. Ingram and Joey Bosa coming at him. When he gets hit by Joey Bosa, man, it's going to be like, welcome to the It's league. going to be a lot, man. So it's going to happen quick, too. I think it's we, we only improve by one game. I think it's a 3-13 and 13 season. I, I, I really do. I think I think it's a, another year of having an early draft pick in the 2021 draft, and I think we're just going to continue to rebuild. Who are your wins? Uh, my wins were t- uh, twice against the Dolphins and once against the Giants. Yeah, we only play the Dolphins once. Oh, I mean, that's right. That's right. I, I don't know why we I keep saying I you last, yeah, we went over this last I don't know why I keep saying the Dolphins twice. It was once over the Dolphins, once over the Giants, and uh once over the Browns. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Well at least we at least we have three of the same wins. You yeah, know, I think the only ones you have y'all losing to Washington. And so yeah, I actually, didn't pick I, the Jacksonville I, game too. No, no, no. I think uh, I think that defense is still good enough to beat us. Honestly. I think I think I think we're gonna see some like some really like crazy Minshew mania stuff think, happening in that I think game. That offense is just going to be bad. It will be bad, but I mean, I, I think I don't know, man. It's just going to be a learning. Be, it's going to be, be a learning year, man. Best games. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, you're, I don't think your your defense is going to have to outside of linebackers. The defense is a bunch of they're they're young, but they're vets. You know, you don't yeah. have a you don't have you're not you're not literally just rookies scattered all throughout there. Yeah, I think I thought I picked the Giants because you know uh, obviously I really like Danny Dines, but I think we're going to be able to throw a whole lot at him um I, their secondary isn't particularly strong so i think burrow's gonna find some openings i think the um, giants are one of the worst teams in the league again they are they are and then i mean with the, the browns the browns are so much more put together than we are and, and just yeah. just the way their team is rolling but i think we play them so hard man and you know we play y'all hard but you know i, I don't see us beating you that's not obviously i sit here and say we're gonna split the series every time i get the chance i see you but i, I don't actually believe ohio, that I think. ohio is ben state so okay all right well either way we're trying to turn it into burrows man we're trying to turn it into burrows but i i just think we're, 20 years that happens we play the browns hard man i think we're gonna take a game from i think it's gonna be a game where baker mayfield sees a lot of a lot of pressure and he makes some bad decisions and uh and with the dolphins man i just i just don't think the dolphins are particularly strong in any any point of their their team i don't think their offense is particularly strong or nor their defense i think their defense added a lot right but we'll have to see how that plays out and for right now i don't know how that's gonna play out so i'm I'm giving us the win there but um yeah yeah, i'm saying three and 13 man i think it's just a one one game improvement over last year and it's gonna be another early draft pick that's what i see happening Hopefully we end up with a guy like Gregory Rosal or you know a Jamar Chase next year. That'd be great. Yeah, but, dude. You know, I, we, I mean, do you really think y'all would add a Jamar Chase? Like, I, I think we. I mean, I think honestly, we I think. I mean, that, I'm just saying, like, if an Isaiah Simmons type player is out there again, you need to have him. You I mean, need... or, or what we would like to get the most is Penny Sewell, right? The tackle yeah. coming out of Oregon. The guy's pretty much has no weaknesses in his game, and it's probably even though Trevor Lawrence is in that draft class. Penny Sewell is the best player in the upcoming draft. I just class. don't. I don't think y'all need to go down down the wide receiver route for another draft pick that high. There'll be every year we're gonna. I think every year from now on it's gonna be like this year where there's just Ooh, receivers, Chase, on receivers on receivers on receivers on receivers on receivers on receivers. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I see us more much more going for the edge rusher. Y'all need, yeah, y'all, need some, y'all need some more pieces you you need more like if jonah williams doesn't do it again this year you need to go looking back down that path again you know what i mean i mean there's certain marquee positions where the Bengals got to get it locked down 
You have to, yeah, man. But yeah, uh, so really do. there you have it. We're going with most likely three and tw- three and thirteen or four and twelve is what we're predicting, and I think that's pretty fair and reasonable given the schedule and what they're dealing with experience wise. Uh, but we're going to move on from now. Uh, we're going to move on to Jacob's favorite topic: top five Bengals. This is my ever. favorite man. I'm antsy, man. I love talking about this. Yeah, and I normally a lot of people's are. They're, they're, they're their favorites. I hope yours are your favorites. I'm going to go a more conventional route, uh, not because I don't really have favorite Bengals, even though I love Anthony Munez. Um, but I'm going to run down mine real quick, and then I'll let you give yours just All to right. get mine out of the way. Since you're the guest here, we'll let you let it end on yours because yours are probably a little more fun. Uh, but number five, I have Boomer Esiason, quarterback from the 80s. Uh, he took them to Super Bowl appearance. He was a 1988 NFL MVP. And under Sam Wyke, he threw for 25,000 yards as a Bengal, and he was leading a no-huddle offense before the no-huddle was really a thing. He and was. He, was, he was really good at it, and so he's kind of paving the way for some of the things we see now is another guy I think would be really good today. And then number four, I got Ken Anderson, uh, took the Bengals to their first ever Super Bowl, the most yards as a Bengal, most wins as a Bengal, and the most seasons total uh, ever played as a Bengal. And up until this year, he had the TD record, and Dalton just broke that this year with his 197th touchdown pass. Um, and so he's my number four. And then my number three is Ken Riley, defensive back. Uh, does not get enough love. One of the most underrated defensive backs of all time. He's one of five defensive backs ever to have 65 career pit, career picks and one of two on the top ten list of all time to ever do it on the same team. Mm-hmm. So he's a loyal bingo. He did it all there, and he just doesn't get enough love. I didn't really know who he was uh, until I looked at him. Put him in the Hall of Fame, man. He's, 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 it, be, there's no reason he fact, shouldn't be. The fact that he is not there, he's one of five to ever have 65 picks and two, one of two to ever do it on the top 10 pick list on the same team. I mean, that's what, what, are the, what is the Hall of Fame thinking? It just show, uh, it goes to show you how much politics goes into the Hall of Fame voting. It just shows you right there. Um, but Ken Riley deserves recognition at some point in his life. They need to give it to him. Um, and then number two, I got Ocho Cinco for obvious reasons. Chad Johnson, the old kiss the baby. Child, please. Uh, probably the best hard knocks <laughs> character ever. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite. One of my favorite non non Steeler players of all time, um, for all the reasons you can think of, great routes, some of the best footwork we've ever seen. So fast, so fast. Just, I mean, just his feet were insane. If it wasn't for football, he'd have been a track star, world champion. I mean, just insane, or like a boxer with great feet, something crazy. Um, amazing hands, attack the football. Uh, wanted the best corner on him every game. He 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 thrived on the matchups, and you know, and the Bengals. He's the best Bengals receiver ever. No offense to AJ Green. You know AJ Green could retire as that, but I think I would if I was the Bengals, I would trade for another nine seasons of and Chad Johnson for that. I mean, four All Pros. I mean, he he was unbelievable for every reason of the book. He was tapping the toes. You know, he was the first Tony. We're going to gonna debate this in just a minute. I oh, I'm sure you got AJ Green on yours. He's your favorite Bengal ever. But uh, I, you know. This is just how I feel. I, it's so much fun to watch. As a kid growing up watching Chad Johnson was a pleasure. And the fact that he put Ocho Cinco on the back of his jersey is another reason he'll forever be one of my favorite. And the best Bengal ever, Anthony Munez, uh, left tackle. One of the best, arguably one of the best left tackles ever. Uh, Hall of Famer for the Bengals. Career Bengal. Uh, I don't think there's any debate. He should be every Bengals fan's number one. I hope he's yours, unless you're picking up a, a fan favorite thing. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the, he's one of the least known 
uh, players, in my opinion, out there just because of where he played. And, you know, if you don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to go watch some highlights of his and freshen up a little bit. So, yeah. Jacob, I'll let you get uh, your top five in. So, man, and mine, mine is a mixture, kind of, um, in one of the picks. So, I actually did the top five guys in franchise history, but I'm going to say this. You know, if I did some of my favorites, you know, talk about some of my favorite players ever, obviously Whitworth is going to be on there. Palmer's obviously going to be on there. TJ Hushmanzada is going to be on there. Um, a, a lot of guys, obviously, and, you know, some of the guys that I have in my top five right here, a lot of them are some of my favorite Bengals players ever. So it's kind of a mixture, man. But there's just some of the guys that I wanted to to mention that, uh, even, and I'll, you know, I'll even say this. Jeremy Hill is even one of my favorite players we ever had, even though he <laughs> broke my heart so bad so many times. Times, especially in the playoff game against the Steelers, when he fumbled the ball, he had to eat that popcorn. He fumbled our playoff. The great anyway. Ryan Shazier popping oh, that thing out. Oh my gosh, man! Never but, forget it. But number five for me, man, is—I'm uh, not going to lie to you—it's Geno Atkins. I yeah. think by, by the end of it, I, by the end of it, Geno Atkins is going to be a top five Bengal ever. Eight-time Pro Bowler, sure. two-time first-team All-Pro. He's a member of the 2010s All-Decade Team. Um, he's so good. You know, he's so underrated. Uh, that's the first thing I could say about him. He's such a beast, and. He, you know, he wins because he's undersized, right? The leverage. He gets below the pad level. That, that's where he, he makes his mark. Um, and, you know, when you talk about some of the best defensive tackles that get into the quarterback over the last decade, his name has to be up there. Like you said earlier in the podcast, 75 and a half sacks this decade. This decade, 75 and a half at D-Tack. That, that's ridiculous. And the, the all-time franchise leader only has like 86 yeah. Okay. And this guy doesn't play like a position where he's like a, you know, a wide, like seven techniques sitting out there with a free line of the quarterback every play. All he has to do is hit a spin move. This dude takes on guards, bull rush centers. Is unreal, and, man. Oh, my God. He he takes on, he's doing this with more double teams than Dunlap's getting for sure. For sure. And, you know, he's. He's been an anchor for the D-line for years. And, and, you know, I think he's going to look look to continue to be because, you know, the team extended him, you know, I think two years ago. So, you know, by the way, go dogs again. But, you know, Atkins. But uh, number four for me, man, is uh, I'm going to be honest. Let me tell you, tell you uh, all you guys out there something. Boomer Esiason's not on my list. Ken wow. Anderson NFL is. NFL MVP. I, I think he's like your only quarterback to ever do it. Yeah, well, so, no, Ken Anderson did it in a Okay. Okay. So, so you know, I'm going to catch a lot of crap for this, you know, because I, you know, I do have Anderson on this list and not decides him. But, uh, you know, Anderson, four-time Pro Bowl, one-time first-team All-Pro, NFL MVP in 1981, NFL Man of the Year in 75. He holds more records than Boomer does. This is my reason. He holds more records than Boomer for does. Sure. Yeah. The team had a better record with Anderson. Uh, both of them won MVPs and both won the same number of Pro Bowls. Um, I think, you know, I just think Anderson was a great quarterback, man. I think the success of the team was – yeah. Saying. I think he was a great quarterback. I think, you know, the success of the team was great with him, was greater with him rather than Esiason. He's the um, best quarterback in your franchise's history, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't have a, uh, it's hard to keep Boomer off, man, but it's, it's, I'm just, I don't know. I think the other guys on this list that I have that I'll continue saying are, are more worthy to being on there. Um, but obviously, I know, I know it's a hot take, but I stand by it as a fan. Um, number three for me, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a mixture here, Bo. So number three for me, I'm going to say for me is Ken Riley, just for every reason you just said. So underrated. Put him in the Hall of Fame. That's all I have to I mean, say it's, about it's, it. I is, mean, it is ridiculous. I mean, how do you keep guys out of the Hall of Fame? five people to ever have that many picks, and he's one of two on the top ten list for picks to have it on the same team. I mean, how do you keep some of these guys I'm trying, out? I almost cussed. I almost cussed. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't tell if you finished that word. I was like, wow. I was I like, did, Bo is hot dude, right now. Bo is me, hot right it now. It pisses me off, dude. Like, that's the disrespect. 
Oh, it's like the it's like the guy um, John Pearson for the Cowboys. He's the only member yes. of his All Decade yes, team not exactly in the Hall of what Fame. Like. What yes. are you doing? Like, give it to him. They gave it to to Kevin Mawe, who's like way younger than him before him. They give oh, the, my gosh. Inject this into every my veins. year. Inject this conversation in my veins, man. Ken Riley needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and the fact that he's not, you know, and, and you know, and probably he's not going to get in. Why they're now. doing you know it? I mean? You know why they do it? I'm gonna why tell you right now why people like Kevin Mawe. Get it first for ticket sales to the Hall of Fame game, Jacob. That's what it because because the Hall of Fame is not owned by the NFL. Okay, oh, the no. Hall of Fame is owned by the Hall of Fame. The stadium is built through their revenue. They need if no one goes because they let in a bunch of guys like Ken Riley and John Pearson because they don't care to see them get inducted. They lose money. Gosh, it's so upsetting, it's man. Wrong. But look, so my my thing is number three for me is Ken Riley. Put him in there, but I'm, I have another guy at three. This is weird. But I have another guy at three, and I think a lot of fans are going to stand by this. I just really wanted to say put Ken Riley in the Hall of Fame, and he should be on the top five. But, we you know, we're doing a little bit more of a mixture here. Three for me is Chad Ochocinco, or Chad Johnson, as some people obviously remember him as. Um, he holds the most Bengals receiving records for now. I do think Green is sneaking up on him, and I know he is, actually. Um, Chad Ochocinco was the six-time Pro Bowl or three-time first-team All-Pro. This dude was electric, though. Uh, yeah. You know, we just talked about it, man. He, he was he was one of the best trash talkers in the game too. Uh, one of his most famous quotes was, "There are three certainties in life: death, taxes, and eighty-five is always going to be open." <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. I love when he said that. Um, I remember seeing his touchdown celebration where he put the coat after a touchdown. He put the coat on that said "Future Hall of Famer" on the back of it, and I thought that was so cool, man. Like he was so confident. But what sucks is, you know, he's not going to be in there. That that's kind of what makes it ironic because Chad Johnson is not going to make. He's the epitome of diva wide receiver. Oh my gosh, man! Gold grilling it all the time. I mean, you you talk. You don't think he's a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't give him my vote. I wouldn't. And that's coming from being pros, right? He's got he's got three All Pros. I mean, there's a four, lot of four think, altogether. Three there's, first a, there's, team a, there's a lot of people who think guys like Heinz Ward should be in the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward should be in the Hall of Fame. 100% Heinz Ward should be. I'd put him in there with Chad I, Johnson. I, I, don't, I don't disagree, but I'm, I mean. And that's all because he has. I'm, you know, Heinz Ward didn't have two Super ten. Bowls. Would you say that? Hey, if he didn't have two Super Bowls, yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. His that. game. Heinz Ward is one of the best blocking, probably the best blocking sure. receiver ever. Maybe, maybe debatable. It's debatable with Larry Fitzgerald, uh-huh. right? Like it's it's debatable, man. It's either him or Larry Fitzgerald for the best blocking wide receiver ever. I just always like to think of football is like you think of it in like you know, 10 year spans were like, you know, this dude dominated a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like Ocho Cinco was one of the best position for a decade. You know, I mean, and you, if you take Ocho Cinco and you put him back in the nineties, you throw him in the eighties, you throw him in the seventies, dude, he kills you in all those years too. He's one of the best of the league in those years too. I'm not saying he absolutely is a hall of famer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm calling for it. I mean, it's just, it's just a debate, you know, it's just yeah, a fun, I, I don't it's think just a fun is, topic. Man. And you know, God but, knows I- God knows I would love to is, see him. Is there a receiver guy. as good as him that's going to get snubbed too? Like, is Andre Johnson a Hall of Famer? You know, no, like, he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I mean, think, he's just as good, I guess. Yeah. And I think Andre Johnson was a great player. I loved watching Andre Johnson play. I mean, but I don't think he's going to make it in, man. I don't think he will. I, it, especially as, as political as stuff is now and what you have to do. I mean, dude, to get in the Hall of Fame now, you have to do more and more. I mean, yeah. it's just growing what, what, you're, what you have to do. Yeah. So I mean I I don't think I don't think Chad Johnson gets in there man I really don't think he will. Yeah. I, I, if Terrell Owens had a hard time getting in there Chad Johnson definitely ain't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm I just agree. gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, Sorry to right. tell everybody the truth but that's just the truth. I mean 
he's not if Terrell Owens has a hard time getting in there and can't get in no Chad Johnson isn't getting in there um number two for me Bo is Adriel Jeremiah baby AJ Green I think I think AJ Green will go down as a top five bingo ever and I I put him by the end of his career he'll be ahead of Chad Johnson on the top five list um you know, I'm going to catch shit for this. I know I am, but uh, let me, let's be real. The dude's a seven-time pro bowler. He was a pro bowler more than uh, than uh, Chad Johnson was. He's second in franchise history in pre- receiving yards and second in franchise history in receiving touchdowns. He's going to bro- break both of those of Chad Johnson's records within two years. <laughs> I love when you get heated, dude. You talk so fast. It sounds like – it literally sounds like you're automated. You're I talking just, so fast. I think – I think it's harder for AJ Green to get the credit now because I think there's better receivers that he has to you go just up have against. To hit now. your jewel mid sentence. No, I did not. I did not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think you know there's more receiver talent in the NFL now than there ever has been, right? And I think that AJ Green is kind of kind of not underrated because everybody knows how good he is. But I think he flies under the radar a little bit because of all these guys, man. You got D Hop, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Mike. Mike Evans, like you've got all these guys. Years ago or so, he didn't. I think now, I think now there's just a lot of questions around AJ Green. It is. There's a lot of injury questions. Can he, is he dependable? Can he, is he durable enough to still? Exactly. Well, the best ability is availability. The numbers speak for themselves, man. You know, me and you were talking about it. Mike Evans now has the record. He's he's about to tie Randy Moss probably. Well, I think it's seven straight seasons where you start your career with a thousand yards receiving. Okay. AJ Green would have had that. Um, and you know, it was two years ago when he, uh, he got hurt, he hurt his hamstring and he had 965 receiving yards and then he came, but he was healthy in week 13. They didn't let him play the rest of the year. And I was like, dude, you gotta be joking. Like, how do you take that from that guy? Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I think he's just underrated, man. I, I, I do think he is. And, you know, I, I think with him, especially becoming the franchise leader and receiving touchdowns, he'll do that this year. Cause he's only behind by three. This guy has some of the most clutch catches ever. He's a silent killer, too, man. He never talks shit, just does his thing in place. I can't say enough about that. Like, I've always admired his ability to just come to work every day and let his game do the talking. And, you know, obviously, as a Georgia fan, too, he means a lot to me, man. He, he means he means so much to me as a player, man. I, that's a guy that I grew up watching at Georgia, and a guy that I loved, loved watching. Um, but I firmly do believe he's probably two on this list. I actually believe that. I think especially he will be after he breaks Johnson's records, man. I think he's the greatest wide receiver the Bengals have ever had, 100%. I think Chad Johnson's up there, but I don't think – I like having – I would take a, a silent killer as A.J. Green over a, a diva Chad Johnson. I would do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take the that. Person, the personality traits are definitely worth the trade. <clears throat> but um, and then number one for me, man, there is nobody else. It, it's yeah. no one else that even contends besides Anthony Munoz. I mean, I mean, he's so good, man. So he's also right now the Bengals' only Hall of Famer. Again, put Riley in there. But the guy, was a, the guy was an 11-time Pro Bowler, nine-time first-team All-Pro, nine-time. Three-time Offensive Lineman of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year in 91. He also ranked 17th on the 100 Greatest Players Ever in NFL History list. That's insane. 17th, and no one talks about him nobody um no, no. Like, like i said he was so consistent throughout his career major part of the offensive line both times that the Bengals went to the super bowl obviously obviously we lost to the 49ers both times but that's besides the point isn't it bo um yeah. <laughs> he, he was an unbelievable offensive lineman don't let the fact that you know he, he played a, for the he Bengals faced a pretty good 49ers teams oh my god dude and and you know don't, just if pe- people need to learn who this guy is so anybody listens to this podcast and you don't know who anthony Munoz is like go watch this dude i mean he is 100 percent an all-time great so athletic so 
super strong, so technically sound, man. The dude, the way he was able to set himself up in front of in front of defenders was was unmatched. He he just oh, yeah. knew where to be, knew how to position himself, knew how to he anchor. Re- it, I don't it was, know if any any there's no tackle in his era that redirected better than he did. No, like, no nobody, man, and nobody, and. It, it, it just sucks, hands, man. It sucks that you know super strong. Our, our organization doesn't get the the credit. You know, it just they just guys that play for us don't get the credit. And it, it sucks, but you know, whatever. It's, it's just not enough. A Bengals fan. Yeah, I mean, it's just not enough prolific guys. You know, it, it, it is it is rough. You know, I mean, it it is. I mean, if, if if Ken Anderson won a Super Bowl, he might be a Hall of Famer. You know. Yeah. So it, it, well, it's, I agree with that. Yeah. Good top five though, man. I, I enjoyed that. I'm I'm not shocked at all that you had AJ Green where you hey, had that's it. my boy, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, and what we're gonna what we're gonna do now is we're gonna move on uh, to a couple questions. What people are used to is Jacob asking questions, sleeper teams, MVP and Super Bowl prediction to people. Uh, but Jacob's already answered that. Uh, he picked Russell Wilson and he picked uh, the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl, first ever MVP. And Super Bowl winning team combination is Jake's pick. Baby. Yeah, Jake's pick this year. Big words, very big words. Um, but you know, I got just nothing hard. Just a couple questions that since you've already answered those, you know, I want to ask how good you feel about your Super Bowl pick now that they've added Jamal Adams, number one. Okay. And go ahead and you can answer uh, that so, question. Each other. Okay. I thought there was a second part of that question. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I feel good. I feel good, man. You know, they they've you know, a lot of good stuff's happened since I made that prediction for the Seahawks, right? Yeah. And you know, what what better thing could you ask for than getting, you know, debatably the best safety in the NFL added yeah. to the team? I think I think they've now got a guy on the defense because because really, I mean, what fan? I want to I want to ask you something. Before Jamal, Jamal Adams was there, who was the best player on that defense? So a lot of people can't answer that. People would say Jadavion Clowney, yeah, where he hasn't signed yet. Right. Yeah. You know, that I, defense, that defense is just good. A lot of chemistry and they know their assignments. They're, 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 they're that linebacker. Just, oh. oh, well, Bobby Wagner. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but um, but other than Bobby Wagner, man, you know, they're just a disciplined defense. They're a very disciplined defense. And Pete Carroll is just a great coach. Right. Yeah. And he keeps, keeps everybody in line. They know what they're supposed to do. They know where they need to be at. But now you've got a guy like Jamal Adams. So so you I mean, if they can get Clowney back, man, if you've got Clowney on the D line, Bobby Wagner in the second level, and you got Jamal Adams in the second. There, mm-hmm. I mean, man, you've got a you've got a few franchise cornerstone at every level right there. I mean, yeah. and then you got on the offense. We t- already talked about it. These are the best weapons that Russell Wilson has ever had, right? The yeah. offensive line looks solid. I, I just see it being his year, man. I, I see it yeah. being his year, and I, I think it was a great get by the. I think they gave up too much for Jamal Adams, but hey, mm-hmm. they got him right. So yeah, I, I feel good, man. I feel good. That's the answer well, you, question. You, I feel great. Yeah, you should. You should. You definitely got much better chances now that they added him. All right, and now I want you to give your prediction. I want your AFC Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and I want your NFC Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. So the non the non quarterback awards. I want to hear what you I want to hear your little take on that. <sighs> See, well, this is what this is what, this is what every team. This is what everybody who's come on our show that didn't know the questions was like. Oh, uh, so I'm giving you one that you got to think about. So NFC offensive play of the year, I'm saying uh, Christian McCaffrey again. Okay. D- defensive, uh, defensive. Oh God, oh man, dude. Um, man, that's that's tough. I'm I'm running through everybody right now in my head. Um, I'm, Leo I'm, Mack, Fire uh, Donald. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, obviously the Joey smart bet, the smart bets to go like Aaron Donald, right? But you want me to be honest with you? You know what direction I'm going, and this isn't just because of what I've said. I'm going Bobby Wagner. Really? So you? Yeah. 
So let's get, we're going to line this up. Okay. You got the MVP on the same team. You got the defensive player of the year on the same team and they're winning, they're winning the Super Bowl. That's going to hey, be the baby. best team ever, ever assembled. That's I mean, I, I like I said, the small bet, Aaron Donald, man, but I, I think uh, Bobby Wagner's <laughs> not going to come out and show everybody now I'm the best linebacker in the NFL, and I think he's going to come out and prove it. Okay, and then our AFC, what you got? Okay, AFC, uh, defensive, you say AFC defensive play of the year is going to be um, Miles Garrett. Okay, what about offensive? I, I don't actually, like actually, 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 can I change that? Can I say yeah. TJ Watt? Yes, you can. Yes, okay, you can. You think you think I want to allow that change? Yeah, TJ Watts. I think I think Miles Garrett prediction. Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year over the league. But I think I think in the AFC, I think TJ Watt wins it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I like that. What about offense on AFC? <sighs> ah, man, that's a mm-mm, Bo. Um. That's tough, man. That's tough. That's tough. I'm, I'm trying to run through everybody here. Um, you know, again, like the smart, you know, the first guy I wanted to say was like Mahomes, right? If he doesn't get MVP, I see yeah, him with that. Yeah, um, non quarterback, man. Give me, let me get some non quarterback action out of you. Non quarterback action. Um, let me see. Uh, dude, you know who I'm really thinking, honestly, if it's not a quarterback? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely I see that. I think Tyreek Hill, man, if you're going on quarterback, I mean, who else, is, you know, the most dangerous player in the AFC is Tyreek Hill. Okay. And I think, I think, obviously, I don't know, man. I just see, I just see them. Obviously, they obviously depend on him to do a whole lot of stuff for that offense. But, you know, I, want, I think, I think Tyreek Hill could do it. I think he'd come out this year. I don't see the, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again, but I think, um, I think Tyreek Hill can win uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Year. All right, I like that. I, like, I can definitely see that he's good. And he's talented enough to do it. He's got good enough quarterback. Um, all right, and okay, Joe Burrow aside, because he's the I'm sure he's the front runner to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, who do you think could win or will will win Rookie of the Year, excluding Joe Burrow, who you would probably obviously pick? Who do you think could be next in line to get that? Uh, what they'll do this year? Is there an offensive and defensive rookie? Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, I'm thinking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire too. If not him, someone like like yeah, CD I mean, Lamb I'm naming a lot of guys Lamb the or somebody team, like man, that. But I mean, you know, the Chiefs and Seahawks are just that good. I mean, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, especially with Damian Williams leaving the team now because of the COVID situation, I think it's opened the door, the door for him, man. And you know, I was talking to a friend earlier, and you know, they were telling me that you know they think that they they expect like a Kareem Hunt type year. Remember when Kareem Hunt came in the league and he set the league on fire? He's saying up. he expects one now. I'm not. Gonna, I say I expect something like that, but I think Edwards Alaire has, you know, the, the green light to get the most of the touches, right? 100%. Yeah. As, as if he wasn't already probably going to take him from Damian Williams. Anyway, now he didn't even have to compete with the dude. Yeah. So, I, and he's just such a good pass catching back. You know, Mahomes going to throw to him. They're going to run him, run him uh, through the middle a whole lot. So, I don't know, man. I, I could see Clyde Edwards Alaire doing it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think that would, that would have been my pick as well. Is Clyde Ebersolier has all the tools in the toolbox, and now Daniel Williams out, he's going to have the opportunity, and he's available. And like they say, I said it earlier, the best ability is availability. There you so, go. Yeah, so I, I agree with all those, and those are my three little questions I wanted to give you. Wait, 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 wait. I think I think I forgot to do the defensive player of the year. For, oh yeah, okay, give me that. Okay. Um, so, so are you asking if I are you saying for me not to say Chase Young? 
Not necessarily. I didn't want you to pick Joe Burrow because he's he's on the team we just picked. I wanted to give you something else. I mean, okay. if you think if you God's honest truth think it's Chase Young, pick I Chase think Young. It, I think there is nobody else. Yeah, I, think Chase, I think Chase you Young. Don't think I think Okuda has a good chance. He, he does have a good chance, but I think Okuda Chase gets Young four picks, five picks. You don't debatably, so. Chase Young may, maybe comes out and breaks a rookie sack record. Yeah. So I, th- I think I think Chase Young he Chase Young is such an animal man yeah. I think he's going to come out and and he's going to do it I think Chase Young has a better year this year than Nick Bosa had last year if Chase Young comes out and gets ten sacks like Joey Bosa did I think Joey Bosa got rookie of the defensive rookie of the year am I right he did I believe if he if he comes out and he gets ten sacks and Jeffrey Okuda picks it off four or five times and was locked down all year would you still give it to Chase Young would I probably not, but will he get it over Okuda? Yes, yes, he will. Yeah. They'll give it to it. They'll give it. They'll give it to a guy, an edge rusher, before they give it to a cornerback. One hundred percent. Well, they did the opposite of that this past season. The TJ Watt had a great year. I mean, defensive yeah, player that, you're worthy. Award. I'm saying for rookies, I'm thinking they, they they're okay. gonna they're gonna go for a pass rusher. True. You know? true I think true. Stephon Gilmore deserved it this year. Not saying TJ Watt did. Not think Stephon Gilmore was just a lockdown man. Yeah. But um. But I think I don't know. I think Chase Young wins it 100. I think there is nobody else other than Chase Young that's really coming in. You know, obviously they're great at players coming in, but Chase Young, dude, that guy—he's a freak, man. He's on a different level. Yeah. Well, there you go. I I agree with all that stuff. I'm, I wanted to get you those three questions in there. I'm uh, you you answered them pretty quickly. You did a good job at it. That's why that's why you're a scout for Blitzalytics and other people that listen to us do a podcast. Yeah, um, man. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, that's our Bengals episode. Um, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and give everybody your plug? It's so weird, man. This is so weird being in this. It is. You know how weird this is. Uh, but, is. guys, please go follow me on Twitter at ScoutingLLC and follow TSR on Instagram at Scouting underscore LLC. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to me talk about my team. It's been a lot of fun being the guy being interviewed instead of being the interviewer. It's just, but this has been awesome. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at TSR, uh, capital TSR, lowercase B-E-A-U's, at TSR Bo on Twitter. And you can find me on stillcurtain.com. Uh, I have an article coming out tomorrow morning on five trap games the Steelers are favored in by Vegas to win, but co- could come out of the loss due to some tough matchups. So give that a read and some clicks if you could. And we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, and TSR out. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball, we're ready So let's go Well, I got the gotta get it, put it in you Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue